Hello, and welcome to Conquest 6, Tragedy 2, the paint-by-number of Ramjack. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack studios is my good friend and uh, our co-host, Brad. Hello, friends. Hello. Hello. We, we made it through Christmas in July, and in August... Before we get to uh, Sci-Fi September, we're going to be doing Animation August. Um, guys, breaking news. Did you know that August comes before September? I, it floored me. Game changer. It floored me, friend. Um, Alex Alex messaged me yesterday, um, and I, it was my first day, new job. Um, in, I'm, I'm a banker now. I'm a banker, so oh, hello, I have banker, banker concerns to deal with. Um, podcasts are, are beneath me now. Um <laughs> But Alex messaged me, um, so what's next month um, for the podcast? And I was, and just because I had been like looking at like numbers and things and like looking at months, I for some reason I thought it was already August. And so I was like, oh, next month will be September, obviously. So we were talking about doing sci-fi September. Oh, yeah. So obviously we'll be doing, so that's what's next. We'll, we start sci-fi September for the next podcast. And then, and then you even messaged me. You were like, "Okay, so what was August?" I was like, "Well, animation August, August, obviously. We already talked about that." Duh. <laughs> and then, like, it was like, "Okay, well, what are we gonna do for the next episode?" And I was like, "Um, I'll look." And so then I messaged Alex. Well, here's some sci-fi shows. And he was like, "Um, hold up, calendars." Well, at first I said, "I'm totally game. Let me look into those later to kind of like let me get a sample of uh, the landscape of these things, and I'll hit you up." And then I thought for a second and thought, wait a minute, that's for September. Like, I'll, I'll go, I can look at that, but shouldn't we do animation? And just to clarify, I did not ask Brad uh, what month the next month is. <laughs> I asked him what theme we were doing for next month. Not, I was not, I was not in a... Well, you should have asked the right question, I Alex. should have asked the right question, Correct. If you wanted the right answer, you should have asked the right question. It's just as much my fault. Because I would not have been able to answer you could you could have got me you could have got me with a gotcha question gotcha. but yeah so um to 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 kick off animation month we're going to be watching a cartoon that was near and dear to my heart when i was in kindergarten maybe first grade yep. and that is captain in the game master oh boy this particular episode is one that greatly bothered me as a child Nice. There, so there's other cartoons we're considering. I know Jonathan uh, sent us a, a short list of things he would like to do. Uh, one of those shows was Cops, which was an animated show about cops in the future. And I know there's supposed to be one or two episodes that are genuinely terrifying, but after watching a little bit of the episode Jonathan sent, that is not the same show I remember as a child. Nice. And a lot of the other thing, like going back and watching animation as an adult, as a child, I remember the animation quality being much better than it was, and mm-hmm. the sound and audio being, again, an order of magnitude better than what we have now, yeah. which makes me wonder, like, what I was. That's that's bizarre. Like, I how do I upscale an animation quality in my memory as of a child? Dumb, you are a dumb little kid, Alex. You are a stupid, stupid child. Was it a dumb kid, or was I watching something and trying to make it... I mean, again, I, I remember fast, fluid animation. I remember, like, subtlety in their facial expressions. That it wasn't there. So am I, like, upscaling fill, it? Filling in those gaps. What I do is I filling in those take gaps. a low level... Well, you also... Go ahead. 
you also have to remember, Alex, televisions were shittier back then, too. That's another factor. You had to engage your imagination just to kind of, like, get a complete picture. Yeah. Like, like the television that I watched most TV on was either the black and white television in my grandmother's bedroom or the old, like, um, tele- like the cabinet television, like, in, like, the wood, like, furniture television. Whoa. That was, like, from the early 70s. Did they take televisions and just build cabinets around them? Well, I know they did both. I know that sounds yeah. insane, but some of them would literally just install all the components inside of a wooden box, which is fine. You can totally do that. And then some took a TV was, yeah. and then put a cabinet around it, which to me seems ins- also equally insane. I don't remember that much about cabinet TVs, but I do remember them being a thing. And it yeah, it's a big wooden it's TV, a big... like it's because it's it's a huge machine that it's expensive and it's. It was an event. Yo, wow, I bought a television. It's a piece of furniture. It's. I want my TV to be like my coffee table and needs to match everything else in my room. Which now they're just thin and like a metallic color or just black. And you're set. How things have changed. And now no one has to use their imagination. If I'm seeing something in 2 or 4K, I can see everything. <laughs> we don't have to fill in those gaps anymore. But we will have to fill in gaps later when we talk about Captain Anne because there's, there's quite a few things to fill in. A lot, of, a lot gaps. of gaps. A lot of gaps we gotta, we gotta figure out. A lot of Nintendo gaps we gotta figure out. <laughs> but yes, so look forward to that, ladies and gentlemen. If you have any animation ideas, send them to us. Um, we'll consider them. We'll consider I, I mean, I think we got too many as We got a is. lot. Like, I think we've all got about six, uh, six ideas, so... But we're starting this month off early. We're gonna get... We're gonna get in uh, early and get through these animation apps. Oh yeah, I learned a lot. Like even researching for this episode for the Captain Inn, which we'll get to later. Um, nice. But I guess I'm partially in a research mode. Brad, Joey, and I read, and I know I've talked about this on the show before, but we finished the book. What was the Battle of Gettysburg? Nice. It, uh, Did you answer the question, what was it? Yeah, yes, through the course of the book, we have learned what the Battle of Gettysburg was. Th- there was a lot of bullshit in the Battle of Gettysburg, Brad. Now, this is not a history podcast per se, but we dip into it sometimes. And I know that Brad and I already know everything there is to know about the Civil War because we grew up in Tennessee and they, it was taught like... Mm-hmm over and over but thinking about what we learned we did not learn things at the level that we should have learned them at all no no we didn't learn didn't shit. learn anything and i didn't know anything about the battle of gettysburg oh i've been i've been to gettysburg did you did you did you learn anything about Gettysburg? well obviously when you're there i guess not you can. so much not so much because i was with my uncle who was basically like those fucking yankees <laughs> states rights <laughs> they uh I remember going to Civil War battlefields and going into a tiny two-story building that I guess was a recreation of what they had in the of the time or whether it was like remodeled and there always being just like uniforms and artifacts from the soldiers and that was about it. They wouldn't really go in to explain anything one way or the other other than well the North won and here's what the Union officers wore, here's what the Southern officers wore and um yeah, that's a, that's all we need to talk about the Civil War. Here are all their weapons. Yeah. Check out this cool cannon. So the Battle of Gettysburg, and I love this because it is a kid's book. It is a kid's book uh, in many ways. 
and how they kind of play around certain concepts of like brutal death or like gro- gory battles is in is adorable but also horrifying because when we got to the last the second to last chapter in the book and it really talked about the hard statistics it was jaw dropping i actually stopped reading and said wait a minute joey let me go back and make sure i read that right because i was not prepared for the amount of casualties that they said happened especially and we went through the entire war brad um i don't i know i talked a little bit about this before but i don't know if i got into like and I'll just go over really briefly then, in case I'm being redundant with what we talked about before. So, the South and North met in this little town, almost by a chance, really. And they thought, this is the one that's going to decide it all. The South has won tons of battles before now. We're going to really hit the North hard here, and that'll be what's going to push us uh, further into their territory. This is it. At least that's what Robert E. Lee thought, and he had some of his generals there. A whole... A long story short, many people just fucked up. <laughs> many people just got a little lazy, got a little cocky, and didn't do their job properly. And uh, that's on them. But that's what allowed the North to win. Plus, they had the high ground. So the North had the high grounds on these hills. The, the South um, did not have the high ground and thought they would go ahead and try to attack anyway, even against some of the best Southern generals' like recommendations. One of them said, Robert E. Lee, you're a fucking idiot. We cannot win here. They have the high ground. Like, all of it. We gotta stop. Let's just retreat. They'll follow us and then we'll go to a better place. This is a word. And Robert E. Lee said, no, we can do this. Um, so one of the main places they fought, um, the Southerners decided early in the morning, really before most people got up and fought, which is also weird. They had an etiquette of battle where it's like, all right, we're only gonna fight. When the sun rises at a certain point after we've had breakfast or whatever, it's okay. They decided to fire all their cannons onto a spot they thought the North had all their cannons at. So they disabled their Northern cannons and then the Southern people could just ride, their cavalry and infantry could just go up and like regulate because you don't want to go against cannons. So they started firing for like over four hours and the North or the Union like kind of figured out what they were doing. So they took their cannons and hid them so the south didn't know what was going on and once the smoke cleared after the four hours of constant bombardment which did kill a lot of northern soldiers but nowhere near as many as the south thought they looked across like once the smoke clears like oh we got all their cannons we can we can now like totally go in and invade and much not not too unlike oliver cromwell with these breach rules, we're trying to blow a hole in a castle wall. They were trying to blow a hole in the Union defense and go through. They were trying to breach, Brad, but they didn't realize <laughs> they were being played a fool. So once the Southern Army got pretty close, the Union soldiers rolled out or like basically uh, peekabooed, like, here you go, here's our cannons you thought you destroyed, yes. and unloaded and killed so many Confederate soldiers. All because of hubris, all because they were just like, oh, we don't see their cannons. They can't be there. Let's charge. You idiots. Um, Alex, how dare you say idiots? Um, don't you understand? This is some people's heritage. <laughs> 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 so there was also a union commander or like a general or a captain who had one of the hills and they told him, because he didn't have much experience, hey, we have the high ground. When they charge up the hill, fire down on them, and it, you know, we can win this. It's pretty easy. But this motherfucker said, you know what? What we're going to do, because I think I know a little bit better 
uh, how to be a general. We're gonna take all our men and have them go down to the valley below the hill and set up everything there. Um, and I'll just stay up on the hill and kind of look down and like issue commands, which was not, no. They almost lost the hill. Like they literally almost lost it. The guy who is the general, or again, the captain, I don't remember what position, whoever was command there, uh, lost his leg. Like, he was shot in the leg, and it got, like, really fucked up, and they had to amputate it, but they kept it. Um, and he almost lost the hill and could have lost most of the, like, it would have been a, maybe a bloodier conflict if he hadn't, if if things didn't go, because they quickly secured the hill even after he blundered and so many people died. But he was an equally an idiot. He... He constantly contested that what he did won that battle, which everyone who knows anything about it was like, no, dude, you like almost fucked it up completely. But he donated his leg uh, to, uh, I want to say the Smithsonian Museum in D.C., and he would visit the remains every year on the day that he lost it, and he called it his leg's birthday, and he made like a little casket for it, and he made it big to do about it, and people were okay with it because... I guess that's what you do in pre-times when there was nothing to do. I don't, like back in the Civil War. Um, but yeah, histories of battles are kind of silly and weird. And reading it with Joey just really punctuated all of that. But we get through this book and we talk about how people get shot in the head and die and how other people have to do commands and how one guy was kind of lazy. And we get to... So we got through this book and again, it soft pedals most things for children. Like I... I'm even kind of telling it, I guess, in a more exaggerated way than they did. They do a lot to kind of explain war, but not really go into, like, crazy detail. And things like, abstract, oh, a guy got shot in the leg. I don't know what that means as a child. But then we get to the actual numbers. So the totals for the three-day battle uh, for casualties for the Union Army were 23,000 soldiers, which seems like a huge number after reading the book, because it makes it seem like, oh, some people died, some people died. By some, do you mean 23,000 people? It's a lot of people. It's a lot of fucking people. They also made it sound out through the book, throughout the book, that the South, even though they had more people and did suffer more casualties, that, um, like, it, it, it was it was kind of even. But the South ended up losing 27,000 killed. Again, that is an insane number. Yeah. Um, and I... I stop at this and think, fuck, that's a lot of people for the old, like, and brutal, like, cannon fire and stuff. And Joey's like, meh. <laughs> it's just math. What are you talking about? Keep reading. Is there more? <laughs> well, yeah, but can we take a second to think about it? Eh. It's a hell of a lot of people. Uh, later, the last page after the book, it talks about the Gettysburg Address and what Lincoln wrote, which I'd never read in full. And it was a, it was a good it was a good way to finish off the book. Um, but yeah, the Battle of Gettysburg, Brad. Did you have any idea? Did you know it was the turning point? After that, we got him. Yeah. Got him on the run yeah. after that, Brad. We got him. We won. Well, we got him on the run, I, I, but we did win. Just letting you know. Fuck your heritage, assholes. Your heritage sucks. Yeah, it was super heritage. <laughs> stupid, stupid heritage. Um, Real shitty heritage. What? Did you hear about... Um, the uh, conservative talk show host that people were bombarding him with messages about a secret second civil war that was brewing and they just kind of egged him on. Oh, you mean when Alex Jones was talking about the 
the um, Fourth of July uh, uh, news of war. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that was about. I remember seeing random things and thinking, is this worth my time? No, no, Alex Jones. Uh, oh, the, it was funny. It was, it was hilarious on Twitter because, uh, like, the uh, the hilarious uh, Twitter comments about the Second Civil War uh, were pretty great. Um, Did it mean but they're planning a Second Civil War or that a Second Civil War happened? Because no, I could see Alex it go either Jones, way. Alex Jones warned everybody um, on fucking Infowars, like you know, lunatic time, yeah. um, like oh the 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 liberals are planning to, to start a, a a new civil war. It's gonna kick off on the Fourth of July, and people were like laughing at him and saying, "Oh yeah, 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 that's true." Or like, what was? Or was it just him well, being I mean, an idiot? You know, there's his people that think it's real, and then everyone else made fun of him as usual. But, like, you know, this is the same lunatic that started that Pizzagate nonsense. <laughs> like, he's a psychopath. With a history of Pizzagate. Like, like, he also says that there's human-ape hybrids. Like, he's crazy. <laughs> I think they call them the humanzy, Brad, in the labs that they're grown in. It's humanzies, and you gotta watch out for them because they're coming for you. A second I mean, American Civil War started by the liberals. I, it's, I, it's fucking insane. He's a lunatic. He's a lunatic. He's, yeah. Um, Alex, I've seen some movies. Really? Via Movie Pass. Um, still, that's still a thing? Movie Pass? It hasn't... For, for at least another five minutes. Um, let me tell you, it's getting harder, though. Because, uh, I was, I tried to go see the opera last week, and fucking wasn't available. Movie Pass wasn't, uh, it, it was not showing up on an available for it. Huh. Um, and I was going to see, I, I went to the theater to see Big. Uh, they were having a showing of Big. Um, it wasn't available for Movie Pass. So I fucking checked into Book Club and said, fuck y'all, I'm going to see Big. <laughs> um, I saw two movies. I saw Skyscraper and I saw uh, Big, the 30th anniversary of the classic film. Um, uh, let's talk about Big for a second. First of all, Big is great. It's a, such a good movie. Like, you forget how good a movie that is. I saw you in, in, in a production of Big when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. I was in a production of Big the Musical. I was the boss. I used to dance on the piano. Yeah, how many people were, like, jealous of you? It's like, he used to dance oh, on that it piano. It's fun. It's a fun show. I mean, it's a terrible show. Like, it's not good. But I remember not having um, ever seen Big, the movie or the uh, play, and then slowly having the reveal of a kid going into an adult man's oh, wow. body and then a grown woman falling in love with him and like having sexual relations with him and even then like yeah. slowly like creeping like leaning back in my chair thinking what <laughs> this is yeah. they're putting this on is this what the fuck's going it's on it's weird it's real Seems weird weird real weird um yeah you, like I, you really worry about that woman <laughs> like what i watching that movie as, as like a full adult it's like oh so i feel so bad for oh, this yeah. woman because like another plot is like that she's like apparently like she's got she just keeps getting into relationships with other like vice presidents at this company like she just keeps dating her co-workers and like like she's dating a guy like before she meets uh, uh tom hanks and they break up because he's being an asshole to Tom Hanks. Um, but the guy's like, "Listen, yeah, you've already yeah, you've already slept with uh, this guy and this guy and this guy. I just assumed you'd eventually be sleeping with." And it's like, and then like you know like she gets a relationship with a thirteen year old boy. I'm like, this woman 
something is very wrong with her and i feel really bad for yeah. her like what do you do at that point just like look you i just i want to i want a sequel just like seeing if she was okay later on like what happened what what i want to see i just want to know what's her life story because something terrible happened to her <laughs> i mean in my mind um she got out of her funk and maybe got some help maybe got some like maybe went with her friends out on a vacation or just like had a good talking to and maybe maybe she's doing her thing and being her i just hope that maybe <laughs> that like having sex with a 13 year old child maybe that was just like a wake-up call like man i gotta get my life that together. had to be because it's a that mess that had to be the worst right i mean he's not okay look she didn't have sex she had a she had sex with a man um who just happened to have the mentality and mind of a 13 year old child she did not have sex with yeah. a 13 year old child yeah still that's still Yikes. That probably was the wake-up call. After that, she was probably like, thinking, what She the went fuck? to his house. She went to his, like, crazy apartment and, like, slept on a bunk bed. Um, didn't have sex the first time they went home together. And, like, then later had sex with the <laughs> same person. <laughs> like, that says a lot. She must have thought, right? like, okay, this is a little weird, but, um, I mean, with my track record and all these, I... I, I'm cool with the bunk beds. Like, let's see what it is. Like, bunk beds aren't a, a bad, are bunk beds a deal breaker? Um, tr- uh, like a twin bed bunk bed situation oh. in a room with a trampoline <laughs> and like an arcade <laughs> and a bunch of like rubber balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a deal breaker. Kind of a, that's a huge deal breaker. They make tw- they make uh, bunk like queen size or even king sized beds. And to that, it's like whatever you want, I guess. If it looks cool, why not? I don't understand why you need to have like an elevated bed and a second bed, but maybe that's just what you're doing with your life. I don't know. But when you add the other elements... Yeah, with all the weird stuff that he's got... Because he's a kid! He's a kid that... I mean, it's... It's a great movie, but man, if that you like, you I just you really fixate on what is going on with her and her... Like, I just can't. I feel... I feel very concerned for her. Um... Oh, yeah, and also the mother, because <laughs> like, like I just remember in the musical, like there's there's like a song with like the mother like missing her son and like him missing his mother because he's a kid and you know that's just going. But like in the movie, like you, we don't really go back to the mother, and I and I was like, God, that's awful. <laughs> At one point, he just writes a letter and he's like, Hey, mom, I know I've been gone for a couple of weeks, but they're because he. They, of course, think he's been kidnapped. It's like, um, they're gonna let me come home in a couple of weeks. And it's, I'm fine. Everything's okay. It's like, what the fuck? I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm just, I... you need to. Um, another thing that's fascinating, just as a person that knows way too much about uh, Masters of the Universe nonsense, oh. um, h- how much of that stuff, because they're just like taking, like, I don't know if they have, like, a deal with Mattel or something, but they have just got, like, all the artwork in the background is all, like, He-Man stuff. That had to be a product tie-in, somehow. Like, I, it's so weird, because I'm like, wait, what's that over his desk? That's, oh, wow. I know what that is. That's weird. And then, like, in the background, like, you, and, like, they've stuck the, um, McMillan toy, like, logo on the corner of it, but it's just all, like, the art, you know, like, the box art and stuff of, like, weird He-Man stuff. I was like, wait... That's like that's like the the uh, the Eternia Palace playset thing. That's they didn't make that. <laughs> Robert Loja didn't make that. There's a whole secondary subplot of them stealing He-Man and passing it so off on their funny. own. But it's like almost all like He-Man, like all of like the the stuff hanging like in the office 
it's all like He-Man stuff. And I'm like, that's weird. That's very, like you thought, it, you think it would just be like random toys are more likely fake toys. Yeah. But no, they just like just took Mattel stuff and like put their own logo on it. I guess that from a reduction standpoint, as long as you can get the rights and the permission to do it, that's probably the best thing. Because then you don't have to make fake toys or even like shitty fake toys. It at least looks real and convincing. But I don't know. Yes, but did they? Or did did they get permission? To they do would have had good? to. There's no way. I, it was the '80s. It was a different time. It wasn't that different. Well, maybe it was. I don't know. I, maybe if for just like stuff in the background. I mean, I it was know. a time when you could make a movie like Big, and no one would bat an eye. Yeah. Given the themes we talked about, I mean, you can't. I mean, we have Big now, and it's nostalgic, and you can watch. What was it? The 30 year anniversary of Big. You went to. Um. Yeah. And I know we made 13 going on 30, which is a reverse big, in a way. But would, would like, a big remake land well with audiences now? With the same plot of this 13-year-old boy and this uh, older woman I have mean, sexual relations? It's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's real weird. Real weird. weird. Real concerned about that How one. was your audience when you were in the theater? I, I mean... Well, you know, it was a Sunday afternoon, um, and MoviePass wasn't allowing people to see it, so there wasn't a lot of people. Take that, AMC. So. Or Regal. Yeah. Regal. Uh, AMC. Fuck that shit. Um, like, I, hey, MoviePass, let me see movies, damn it. Like. You're paying for it. Stop. I'm, like, just let me see. There's not that many fucking movies coming out, guys. Just let me see fucking movies. But, and I've had to do this, I had to do this for one of the Rift Track showings, too. I'm like, and, and like, I, I wasn't able to see the opera. Like, I'm planning on going to see the opera tomorrow night, whether, like, I can check into it or not. I don't know what I'll have to check into. Um, but I'll check into something and just walk into the different theater. Dude. Ugh. I mean, yeah, you've got to game the system at that point. You just got to. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you, movie pass. Like, it's, and it's not like it's an upcharge. It's, it's the same, it's a regular movie yeah. price. It's not like it's... You know, like a ex- you have to pay extra to see an old ass movie. Like, come on, you don't have to justify it to me, friend, or the audience. We understand. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still putting it on the wiki list, even though because I am using Movie Pass to see this movie, even though I'm not necessarily checking into it through Movie Pass, just in case there's any sticklers that are trying to trying to uh, uh, complain about my 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 wiki uh, list. <laughs> We're up to 75 movies. That Big is was number 75. Awesome, man. I've seen 75 movies. I've paid a total of $89.55 in movie pass fees, which averages out to $1.19 per movie. That is awesome. Are you not going to see Mamma Mia 2? I never saw the first one, and I don't know that I'll the see second the second one. The second one's a prequel. I mean, I might. It's movie pass. Like, I How do you make a prequel to Mamma Mia 2? I mean, Mamma Mia, because wouldn't the songs be the same? It's just, I guess, in different situations. Mm. Abba's catalog isn't that big. Well, A, I I don't know. Don't know. Be- don't Before know. Abba ended as a band, both of the like I, the male and female like singers and then I guess songwriters and musicians were all married and they got divorced and still toured together and then that did not Whoa. end well. <laughs> Yikes. And yet people come together at a movie like Mamma Mia or Mamma Mia 2. And still sing their songs. Bizarre. Um, I did see another movie. Um, saw Skyscraper. What is Skyscraper about? Um, here's what Skyscraper is about. Um, first of all, it's The Rock. Okay. Um, which, like, fine. Like, I, you put The Rock in, like, a crazy action movie, I'm sold. Sold. That's an easy, that's an 
easy, easy movie pass. Yeah. Should be a fun ride. Um, guys, I had to go interesting on this one. Really? Yeah, because it needed something. It was the the idea is that uh, uh, this uh, Japanese architect has built the largest skyscraper in the world. Ooh. In Japan or and, somewhere else? Yes, okay. it's in Japan. It's incredibly tall. I forget. I think it's 170 stories or something. I don't know. It's insane. It's very, very tall. Um, I think it's like twice as tall as the uh, Empire State Building or something. Hmm. Impressive. Um, yeah, it's very large. There's like, a, there's like a weird garden in the middle of it. It's strange. Crazy penthouse with like uh, weird tech at the top. Uh, more um, on that later, there's, there's, or there's, are you? There's, it's called it's called the pearl because there's like a there's like a, a round like a um, sphere like at the top, um, and well when because the rock gets hired, um, just so you know, the rock was an FBI agent. Yeah, before he got into um, wrestling, that's how he got fit from his old photo. Uh, well, no, he was an FBI agent, and then he he was there was a hostage situation, oh. and uh, and the rock was was leading this. And they went in and it was like, hey, just just put the gun down, put the gun down. Um, and he and he turned this guy turns around and he's got a he's got his kid, he's got his son in his arm. The rock son? And the no, no. The the guy the guy the uh, um the guy they were going in okay. to stop. He's got he's holding his son and he's like, Alright, I'll put him down and he puts him down and you realize he's wearing a bomb <gasps> and he blows it up. Whoa. Yeah. So um the Rock goes into surgery, uh, where he meets his future wife. Oh God, oh meet God. cute, meet cute. She's the doctor, uh, but the Rock loses his leg. Ooh, okay. So now the now the the Rock is 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 sans one leg. He's got a prosthetic. He's no longer in the FBI. He's now a secu- security consultant, and he's gotten a job. Uh, he's apparently been working out of his garage, is what we're told. Oh. Um, but he's got a friend, one of his buddies that was in the FBI with him. Uh, hooked him up to get him a contract with this uh, this crazy skyscraper building. So he goes in to uh, to talk to the guy to interview about that. Does the security uh, briefing for him? It's like, oh, this is going to be a great job for me. And he's like, oh, my whole family. So they bring the whole family in. Like, hey, whole family, you're going to be the first people to live to uh, um, actually stay in in the uh, 93rd floor um, because we're about to open the residential wing, which is like floors like 90 up. Or something, hmm. um, but they have to get the the insurance thing is uh, worked out before that can be allowed. So the rock, that's what the rock's there to do. So and he's so the rock's going to be the security guy. So of course he's the one guy that has access, um, other than the the uh, architect, uh, to uh, use the the weird uh, shitty tablet uh, that controls all of the oh, things man. in the building. Oh boy. But what The Rock doesn't know is that his friend that hooked him up with the job, oh gosh, he's being blackmailed by uh, evil criminal underlords, and uh, they're using him to get to the tablet so they can take over the building, because the secret is that they want to get the information from the guy that built the building, because he's got a secret thumb drive that's got all the information on this criminal underworld, because they tried to blackmail him, but... He put a tracking system in their system, and he got all their information. So now he knows the, the entire criminal underworld. Okay, <laughs> that's that seems like a lot, and a lot of like, 
a lot of it's coming from I mean, left field I will here. say they get through, they get through the setup pretty fast okay. like that's all the setup um that's setup okay so why did this I architect mean, why would they try to blackmail the architect to begin with because he's got like mad dollars okay so he's um, a rich architect and more money than they well, have he's, he's being built drunk? the largest building in the world alex it, the, the guy built the largest building in the world but it's, he's got so not dollars. only did he architect it as the person who designed it but he also funded building the largest building yeah he owns it's his building he owns it he built it designed it that is insane he's he's yeah he's like elon musk but like not as shitty but how did he have the money to build it because but how did he get rich rich you don't get that kind of money being an architect like at least he's like elon musk he's like does shitty things and takes advantage of people i'm sure like do you think that the, the criminal underlords would be able to target someone else that was more vulnerable that also had money? Because they have lots of money too, right? They're criminal underlords. Yeah. This yeah. just seems weird. Like maybe yeah. like a territory thing, well, just like for the sake of doing it. Listen, it's a setup for an action movie. I'm fine with a setup. Okay, all right. Is like, lo- whatever your premise of a movie is, you can have it. Fine. But the thing is, uh, uh, oh, the Rock's family, they were supposed to be going to visit the pandas while he was working. <laughs> uh, but his son got sick. Oh, no. Oh, so they went back to the room. <gasps> uh, nobody was counting on this. Oh, because the, they're going to they're gonna fucking destroy the building. Whoa. Because the criminals basically want to set fire to the building. They're using the Rock's uh, uh, tablet to, to get in and turn off all the okay. fire suppression. Um, turn off all the fire systems and basically use it to help destroy the building. So eventually, the main guy will be forced out of the building, and of course, when he leaves, he'll take the thumb drive with him, because he wouldn't leave that behind. And that's the one way they know they can get that thumb drive. You idiots, he has it backed up on, like, four clouds. Like, there's no... you. If someone's smart enough to do that, he has that information in other places. I, I agree, but hey, But listen. look, we're making a movie. We're watching a fun movie. We're making a movie. Give them, it's, a, it's an action movie. You can have a dumb premise for your movie. That's fine. Here is where the problems start. Okay. So, uh, they these guys jump the rock and they get that trying to get that tablet from him. And there's a big fight, of course, and a bunch of people get shot. And the rock gets away. And then the police are coming to, to investigate what the hell's going on. What's this shooting about? And, of course... They're chasing after these people, and the Rock is, of course, chasing after them. So they, of course, assume the Rock's involved. They're chasing after the Rock. He's a suspect, and of course, they've got his photos all over. Uh, um, as all in the news, they're like, uh, "This uh, American uh, is uh, suspected for being involved." So we're trying to track him down. Of course, he doesn't speak Japanese, so uh, there's lots. There's it's not easy for him to explain. Hey, I'm chasing those people. Um, whatever, understandable. They're in the middle of the fucking city, and The Rock is, like, seeing the building, like, there's fire at the giant building that everyone's looking at. There's cameras everywhere, there's police everywhere, and then and then they're like, and we think this guy's involved, and they're showing The Rock, and then everyone's like, oh, it's the giant American <laughs> that is, like, twice as tall as anyone here in Japan. Cool. It's definitely him. So the police start chasing The Rock. The Rock runs away. Yeah. It's the middle of the city. Crowd of people. Police. Somehow the Rock gets away. How? Hmm. Camouflage? More interesting question. The next time we see The Rock, um, he's at the giant... He's at the Impossible. building. Um, he's somehow made it all the way to the building. No one's caught him On yet. On foot? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's on foot. He's running. Wow. I mean, how many blocks do you think it is from the way... Because you say you see it in the distance and on fire, so he's at least five, yeah. six oh, blocks? Yeah, maybe 12? Yeah. Yeah. Probably half a mile, I wow. would say. Wow. Definitely half a mile, maybe so more, he, um, from the building. So he outran those cops. And if you're thinking about all the alleys he had to kind of, like, hide through and, like, dip into... Crowded downtown major metropolitan area. Maybe he just, like... Huge groups of people. Maybe he, like, just squatted and ran, which would have, like, taken... Definitely, sh- uh, like, added a lot to his time running, his half mile, but... It's about to get weirder, oh, Alex. Wait a because next we see him arriving at the building. He's like, ah, how do I get up there? How am I going to get up there? Uh, I can't get into the elevator. The elevator's uh, uh, locked. Uh, I guess I'll have to climb up this scaffolding. What? A hundred floors to the 98th floor? Well, 98 floors. Well, not, yeah, he's like the 90, 93rd, I believe. Okay. I mean, somewhere around that. It's in the high 90s, uh, mid to the high 90s. Um, he's got to climb to. And so um, he starts climbing, and then the police finally figure out where this guy's at. Uh, they finally found The Rock. How you lose The Rock in Japan with, like, news people everywhere and police and a crowd of humans. And the, ju- the, the most gigantic building in the world, which is on fire, <laughs> like, they lost The Rock. Um, they ca- he's climbing up the building. He's climbing up the, the scaffolding to get up to the building. Um... And the, the, the police get on the elevator, like, they get the elevator o- door open, and they're going up the elevator, and The Rock is out climbing the police. No way. Well, uh, they're in an elevator, Alex. I mean, even taking into account that it would, even if it's a fast elevator, going up 93 stories would be a wait. You're waiting minutes. But it would take The Rock five minutes <laughs> at, at best, at best. To climb maybe two stories at three stories at a time, there's no way they're he's beating them, unless the head start was crazy. So eventually, he gets up to the floor where the fire is at because he knows his family's at that floor. So he's got to try to get away in. And so basically, his idea is that there's a there's a crane, of course, um, and he he wants to um, to uh, swing it so he can climb and then jump into the building and eventually find his family. Um, Makes sense. Practical plan. Yeah, he try. He, he puts. He like basically uh, wedges the door shut so the police can't get out. Um, <laughs> they could get then, into like, a fucking... locked elevator, but they can't. Just simple, classic, uh, basic tools. How, oh, it took them forever. Eventually, eventually they got out, and they're. But then, and then they're shooting at him. But like they're uh, above him at this point, and they're shooting Behind down. Ground. And I'm like. You can't just shoot down <laughs> from the ninety-third floor. No fucking like through way. the floor. So they're above him. No, no. But I mean, he's they're on. So they, you know, skyscrapers mm-hmm. here, the scaffolding next to it, and then you know, a, a crane going. Okay, you know, so out he's still to on it. the scaffolding. He's out. In my mind, he was on the ninety-second yeah, still... floor, and they were shooting through the floor at him, he, and that would be. He's crazy. on the. He's climbing on the crane so he can jump into the building, okay. and they're shooting. But they're up on the 93 stories. You can't just shoot down. Yeah, who knows where that's... Those bullets will go somewhere. That's crazy. People are going to die. It's insane. Um, eventually gets in. Whatever the fuck. I... Uh, so up, up in the uh, up in the uh, uh, the pearl, the sphere at the top of the building, um, this fucking Elon Musk lunatic has built this, like, room that's basically like a... Uh, basically like a... A hall of mirrors slash holodeck. Um, okay. 
he because he can he can um he, this room is like filled with like monitors and but he can have them like he can have like monitors come up out of the ground and then it looks like a hall of mirrors or he can just have all the walls they're all monitors and he can either like project like a, a um like something in there so it looks like you're somewhere else or he can just have it like basically uh be the cameras and reflect out so it looks like you're just standing in like on top of a crazy giant building um Okay. Which is dumb. Yeah, that's... Uh, why you? Why would you make that? That's weird. Um, it only really is worth anything because, of course, at the end there's a giant action scene that takes place in there, um, which is dumb. But like, yeah, and so his wife and kids, like, they have eventually the wife and kids are trying to get out, and there's other people, of course, trying to kill them, and then they realize, oh, that's that's his kids, that's the Rock's kids. Ah, we got to get the Rock because the Rock can uses security access to do something else so we can get into the room that the Elon Musk asshole's hiding in. Because we don't have access to that through the tablet. So, his kids, I like, sometimes, all, there's so many times where these people look at fucking super speed or something. Because first there's the rock climbing up that scaffolding. Then there's another scene where, like, um, like, his twins, like, they're, like, all of a sudden they're, like, in one place, and then, like, They've made it across this giant area. I'm like, how did you get over <laughs> there? What happened? They, they learned from their father. They all have fucking super speed. It's insane. Also, the son has crazy asthma. Like, super over-the-top asthma. Huh. Um, which basically... this. It, so him and the mother, like, get out, like, in a second. Like, like, they don't have much time in the building. And they just get away. And I'm like, well... Uh, so we set up all this shit with his son with asthma that was kind of slowing you down for a second, but... Now he just got out, so... Okay. And they kind of forget about that son. Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't even know what they're doing. And the so then the, the, the bad guys get the daughter, and they're like, Alright, Rock, you gotta help us, or we're gonna throw your daughter off the top of this building. <sighs> wow. So, I mean, eventually it all works out. Yeah. Everything's fine. Um, but part of the plan of the criminals was, after they got this fucking thumb drive... They had bought parachutes and they were going to parachute out of the building. <laughs> and so we're down we're down on the street, like, with the cops, and, and like uh, the cops are like, but but how could he possibly get away? Like, what's I what's his plan? And and they can't figure out what they're gonna do, because it's like, well, how will they get out? The building is on fire. There's there's no there's no way they could possibly get out of there. What they have to have some sort of plan. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, and then Nev Campbell is like, um, because that's the wife. Um, what? Is like, hey, yeah, Nev Campbell is the Rock's wife. Um, <laughs> she's like, hey, uh, oh, they've got parachutes. They're going to jump out. They're like, but how could we, how will we ever figure out where they're going to jump to? What the fuck are you motherfuckers <laughs> talking about? The tallest building in the world, parachutes are going to be coming out of. You can't just like, Follow yeah, those? Yeah, just a few choppers will do. Like, how about just, like, some people with binoculars? Like, okay, let's see which way the, <laughs> the parachuters are going, and we'll figure out where they're yeah. at. But they're, like, looking at a map. They're like, okay, well, it couldn't be here, and I don't think it's here. What about here? No, they would never go there. That's where they're going. Trust me. What? Okay. We, it shouldn't be that hard to find them. They're the ones with parachutes. If you're base jumping, which is basically what this is, off of a building and like hoping a parachute and hoping that there's not like any weird weather to where wind would help you or would cause you to drift like that's not a precise thing 
That's dangerous. And irresponsible. Wouldn't there be, like, if the building's on fire, there would be, like, a current from the, uh, like, the back, like, the draft of the fire, right? That does not sound like a sound plan. You know where they're going to go? They're going to go to the ground and die. They're going to fly into other buildings. It's real dumb. It's real dumb. It's real dumb is what it is. Um, See, in my mind, they would just attach the uh, thumb drive to the parachute and then have the parachute just with the thumb drive and just go find it later. Like, just some guys on the ground where they just had to follow this one little parachute. Uh, well, apparently parachutes are invisible in this world. I don't know. Like, and and this movie would have been fine if there was just... If it was a little more fun, like... Because, like, there's some fine action scenes. There's, you know, The Rock dealing with his, like, prosthetic leg and stuff. That's crazy. There's all kinds of things happening there. Like, there's... Uh, there's... But I'm like... He needs some one-liners or something. This didn't have enough... Ooh, didn't have any this didn't have enough fun in it. Not really. No, I don't think so. Nothing at least that stood out. And the villains needed to be more mustache twirly. I needed this to be... I needed them to camp this up a little bit. Because this just felt like a real 90s action movie. And I'm like, I need something more. Didn't you have it? Like, you got The Rock. Why not just yeah. use The Rock more? Wasn't Rampage kind of a 90s action movie? Well, Rampage was great. Yeah, well, um, Rampage... I don't know if you really think of 90s, like, um... It was just goofy, but I don't think it was particularly 90s-ish. I, I, I read some reviews comparing it to, like, a 90s action film, which, even given what you've said, seems odd, but... No, because I think 90s action movies were, like... They took themselves more seriously. Yeah. Like, that was, like... That's why 90s action movies are kind of... They're mostly pretty fucking lame, because they all took themselves... Like, 80s... 80s action movies did not take themselves seriously. They were goofy fun. Like, you got your Schwarzeneggers and your Stallones, and they're just, ha they're like being over the top. It's completely over the top nonsense. And then, like, the 90s, we like, we started being like, we started pretending we were taking shit seriously, but it was still goofy as fuck, which just made it kind of lame. And then the 2000s, everything just got really dark and real, and Casino Royale, and all that fucking bullshit, and like, uh, like all those born movies, it's like, oh, this is super dark, serious. Oh, these are the hardest assholes in the world. Everyone's shitty and lame and serious, and oh, fuck that nonsense. Like there was, there was no we we have never heard of irony in our lives. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the '80s action movies any day. Yeah. I mean, the opening to Commando, and I'm not sure where that falls as a day oh. thing, but it's still, that's that's an amazing opening. So good. So good. Arnold Schwarzenegger logging, essentially. Feeding yeah. small deer. <laughs> Were we feeding ice cream with his tiny daughter, Alyssa Milano? Yeah. Mid-80s until, I think, I think, like, 1994. I think that's that's your good period of action movies, and then it just went to hell. Hey, remember when I said I would I would save you to the end to kill? Yeah, you did say that. <laughs> I lied. That is an amazing one-liner from Commando, oh. and that's only one example of many. Seriously. The Rock needed one of those lines. Yeah, it needed more goofiness. Like, I there just wasn't enough. And like, it's The Rock. Like, that's what yeah. he's great for. Like. He's, like, The Rock is delightful. You can't not like The Rock. Like, what are you doing, movie? It was just, I, it, like, I don't know. I felt like, I felt like it was cut to, I feel like they made, it just, it could have used more. Like, I mean, I know all movies are, like, 8 million hours long now, but this just felt like it, like they were just getting from point A to point B, like, way too fast. Huh. 
needed more. Needed humor. Needed something. They needed less hugging and more lines because there was a fucking scene at the beginning of this movie where, like, The Rock is meeting his old FBI buddy and, oh, the, oh there's the kids. Ah, hey, how are you? Everybody's just hugging. For, it seems like, like, five minutes of assholes just hugging each other. So I'm like, oh, it's the twins. Oh, my God, you guys are so big now. Hey, everybody, it's great. Oh, great to see you, Nev Campbell. How are you? Oh, it's so great. Hey, what do you think of the place? Ah, get over here. Like, stop hugging. Like, make a movie. That yeah, must have been weird on set. Just hugging scene after scene. How many takes did they do just with that? A- just you motherfuckers are just hugging, 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 Some people hugging. are huggers, man. Oh, there's also this woman that was, like, also one of the villains that was terrible. Just terrible. How so? I all just like acting. No, no acting chops. (laughs) Like just awful. Like genuinely bad. I'm like, how did you get into being a movie? Like, are you like a stunt person or something? Because, like, what's your deal? You're terrible. Nothing about this movie makes me want to see it. Everything you've described. No, it's it's a real missed opportunity. It, like, you go to see this movie because, like, oh, it's The Rock. Oh, and he's got a prosthetic leg. How's that going to work? He's going to climb 93... St- this motherfucker climbed 93 stories with a prosthetic leg. And then, like, I, you should be tired after yeah. that. <laughs> like, the, whole, the rest of the movie, I just count... Because we were at Al- uh, Aloma Cinema Grill, you know, where, you know, you have your food. So you can... It's a more free atmosphere. You can kind of talk to each other. Um, which is, you know, one of the appealing things of going to see a shitty movie there. Um, so I just kept, uh, like... I kept talking to Tammy. I was like, never forget, this asshole's already climbed 90 <laughs> stories. He's exhausted. Whatever he's doing now, like, don't forget, he's already climbed 90 stories. Dude, don't forget, stories. he ran 12 to 15 blocks, city, real city blocks, to get there. How many stories do you think you could climb before you just need to take a break, Alex? Outside of a building? Mm-hmm. At most two. If I'm free climbing. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've gone bouldering. Like, I, I've done real, like, climbing before. And, dude, mm-hmm. you get tired doing that. Yeah. I can only imagine a building. Maybe three at the most I'd be able to go. And then I had to be like, guys, I got to take a break. What about 93? Impossible. Oh, and also with a prosthetic leg. Impossible. I want a different cut of this movie where it shows him climbing and then you serves them in the elevator going up and then like opening the elevator and getting there and going outside and there's a camera pan and we see he's only climbed four stories the entire time. He's just sitting yeah. there like, all right, I like, got to find a different does plan. Does that prosthetic leg have like a Mario jump? Like what's oh, happening? Oh, Mario jump. Does, did, 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 he, did he have like a, um, did he have the boot? What is that thing? Oh, the Karubi um, boot? Yeah. Yeah. Does he have a Karubi boot? I don't remember the sound effects it made, but some kind of, yeah. Yeah, Did he have, yeah. like, a Batman grappling hook? Because it's not happening. It's beyond mm. the suspension of disbelief for this movie. I, yeah. I, I, I wish I wish I could have liked it more, um, but it was interesting. It was right on the cusp. It was right on the cusp of, of being just a fun ride. But it was interesting. It was not a fun ride. Could have been. It could have been. So close. Um... Just because it was it was stupid, like like how the kids, how everyone was moving around so fast, all of a sudden in between scenes, like I can't, I I just don't, the, 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 yeah. Someone like The Rock is probably fit too, so I imagine he also like before all this happened, he like worked out in the morning, like because he always works out in the morning to stay fit. He doesn't work out at night. Why would he? It's just too much with the kids. So this motherfucker worked out intense cardio the morning. 
and then had to run all these blocks and then free climb outside a building. And then who knows whatever the fuck well, he, he already did. had like two fights for his life, by the Ooh. way, before he ran all those physical blocks. fights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fisticuffs. Interesting. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. Adrenaline will only yeah. get you f- 10 stories at the most. 10 stories up from the ground at the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Like, wow. on premise alone, I denounce and reject this movie. Like, you can't. This doesn't make sense. If know. it was funny, like, if I could watch this. If, yeah. With, like, now I could watch it and kind of laugh more. In the moment, I would not be as. Because it's not presented that way. It's. Um, I've recently watched, and I didn't get to finish it yet, um, the HBO, I would say, adaptation of Fahrenheit 451, which I would recommend so far. I'm only a, f- a, f- a little bit into it, and, well, I, I guess about halfway, and it is a great modern adaptation of that. Terrifying, um, for many reasons. Um, sure. But the, I guess the big twist in this one because it's not really a twist it's just how they modernize it because we have te- you have tablets and things you have like an in-home like monitoring system that is basically Alexa that monitors your every move and action for the government um it takes place in Ohio which is also pretty interesting because it's like Columbus it's yeah it's like Columbus Ohio and so if if things didn't work out like in a ready player one yeah. which is also set in columbus I, yeah um, columbus is experiencing a moment right now as a city we're we're sure it's going to be a dystopian nightmare but which one yeah it's one of these very good acting man like it's just it's good what i've seen so far but the big thing that people are going to try to do because they're of course destroying all the books is there's a project well, first at the beginning, you see them uploading books to a cloud server outside of the United States, which the United States, there was like a civil war and or there was like a, another world war. Anyway, the place that used to be the United States is now its own, like a different thing, similar, but different. And the people elected to not have all this information like books around, but they still have the Internet. So it's like, OK, you got to suspend some disbelief here because I'm not sure. I mean, we see most everything is now done through motion graphics or like icons and not actually written word, which is okay. But at the beginning, they like bust a book place. And instead of having physical books, they have a few that they burn. But they're really just uploading like thousands and thousands of books to a cloud server outside of the jurisdiction of the United States. So you're thinking, okay, well, you saved a lot of books. <laughs> you just saved like all of the books. Okay, but I guess the real thing that's going to save everything, Brad, is that someone in the United States has all these books backed up in a way, and I guess they use CRISPR or something to put it into the human genome, and they have to get people injected with this that's like, I guess has this mutation in their DNA outside of the United States so that they can carry these books to the rest of the world, which I'm thinking, doesn't the rest of the world already have these books somewhere? Like, not everyone is burning books. You get to Canada, I've got the entire, like, library inside of me. That's cool. We still have libraries. <laughs> I, I, I have a Kindle here. It, huh. it has a couple of hundred books on it. Thanks, I guess. But it seemed weird. It's like, weird. Yeah, I mean, the, it's still good. Like, it's still a fun ride, and you're, like, with it. And it's well done. But there's so many, like, weird loopholes that if you stop to think about, you're just like, all right. Yeah, I don't think Fahrenheit 451 can work with, like, internet. 
right? <laughs> I mean, I don't... Even if you took like all the words off of the internet and it was just videos of people talking to you and even just, like, symbols of things, I don't see how you make that transition. Like, yeah, what... Who's a, so much of the... The effect... Yeah. You would get bored with media and anything if it was just that, right? Also, so much of the, the idea of Fahrenheit 51 is, like, not only are we just eliminating... It's, it's eliminating the ideas. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. eliminating freak free flow of ideas but if you have internet and you you have ability to communicate through some means like you know with anyone which i then it lessens the concept i mean a little i mean and you stay with it but if you really like squint in your eyes you're thinking wait a minute the rock did not run that and did not scale that building and maybe no. this 4 451 maybe the internet is i don't know if it would shake down like this I think Columbus, Ohio is fine. I think Columbus is going to make it, <laughs> maybe. But I, but I would, I would, I would recommend it. So far, it's more than interesting. It's a fun ride. Nice. I, I started watching Glow. Oh, finally. dude! Did you watch both seasons or just the first one? I, I've, I've only started the the first season. I've only watched the first two episodes so far. Um, but I fucking dude, love it. It's, it's amazing. Great. It, I, I marathoned yeah. that while I was in Kiowa, White Wasp Island, two vacations ago. Like while I was there, nice. when everyone was asleep, I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna stay up and have my little my pre diabet like my pre bedtime diabetic stack snack and maybe watch some glow." It's a good. It's a good time. I love that show. Yeah, I yeah I I just love that like Allison Brie is a fucking loser monster <laughs> like like god you were the worst she plays that character so well in that in that show oh it's she's brilliant and amazing and yeah it's oh it's so good a monster that's ah, also I'm... kind of a strange survivor like she's like all right i do all this shitty stuff and i hurt and alienate people and i'm the worst but I'm still I'm still out here doing stuff. Like I'm still gonna live with it and just kind of like, you know, hopefully succeed it. She does a good job as a glow person, like as a female wrestler and her persona and stuff. Like, you're not there yet, but trust, it gets it's awesome. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm definitely get back in. I I'm enjoying it. Can't wait for the second I mean, I know the second season's already out, but I, I've I gotta get on it. See what's going on there. Defo. Ready? Oh my god. Brad, I'm gonna blow your mind with something. What? Um, I've got some Marvel news to talk about before we get into the real meat of Captain N. Um, okay. so do you remember Iron Man 3? Mm-hmm. Um so apparently during filming, Robert Downing Jr. got hurt. And he couldn't really they couldn't keep the schedule they originally had when filming it. Uh because he wasn't really able to to do his part. So what do you do in this situation, Brad? Um, um you uh, uh, you get Andy Circus in. You get Andy Circus in. They the last nearly third of the movie is a stand-in actor that they then CGI'd his uh, like Robert Downer Jr.'s face onto, and no one really noticed. And it's hard to notice. Wow. Looking at footage, I'm like, holy shit, this is really fucking good. Like almost too good. Not not to not that there are suspicions or anything, but it, it is phenomenal, and no one knew it because it was so good. <laughs> nice. That meant there was some dude just on set, like, "Hey, I'm standing in for Robert Downey Jr. They're gonna put his face on my face. Can you imagine? 
actors being like, you're not going to be able to do that. This movie's going to suck. They're going to be able to tell. And no one noticed until people told them about it. And yet we can't fucking take a, a mustache off Superman's face. That, things like that. It's like, fuck you, DC, or whoever in charge of that movie. Let me tell you something else. So apparently during um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, his, conf- his schedule conflicted a lot with the movie. And a lot of his, not a lot, but some of his scenes are shot the same way. Where he isn't there. It's another Wait, guy. He's not in that movie. Benedict Cumberbatch? Doctor yeah, Strange? Not, that's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is not in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Brad, let me blow your mind again. I'm kidding. I meant to say um, Infinity War. <laughs> it's like, um... <laughs> you caught me, friend, and I appreciate it. No, in Infinity War, some of those scenes, okay. he's right. not there. There's another guy, and they just put his face on that guy's body. That's what we do and now. You can't tell. It's so just good. pop a face just on. pop a face. At this point, you can just... You don't have to... I mean, what do you do? Like, I think this opens up possibilities. We thought... Well, I mean, but I don't... I don't think it's really that hard to, like, replace one person's face with another person's face. I mean... I mean, no. You just have to mask around that a bit and, like, put the other face on. Like, it's... I don't think that's really a difficult thing to do. I think do. it's awesome we can do it, though. That's, yeah. that's, that's the thing. This happened in a movie and no one really noticed. Like, no one's like, nah, you know, Iron Man 3 was good and all, but I didn't like where they put Tony Stark's face on another guy's body. No one even knew. Like, no one was like, okay... I like this. I like this. We've come a long way since Digibridge. We came a long way. Have you seen Tron Legacy lately? I never saw it. Never saw it to begin with. But have you looked at the footage of Digibridge lately? That has not aged well. We could do it now, though. All these actors need to get, like, fully 3D modeled faces when they're young so that when they're older, they can play themselves throughout their entire course of their life just with a body double. Yeah. Do it now, guys. Listen up. But this also means we could have Tony. We could have Robert Downey Jr. be Tony Stark Iron Man forever. <laughs> when they got his face. I mean, seriously, like. Don't need to get anyone new. You, you think that he would just like put that in his contract? He's like, listen, I'll do four more movies. Um, as long as you'll just like CGI my head on later. Yeah, it's cool. Totally. <laughs> like, yeah, just get somebody else to do it, and then like stick me on there. Mm-hmm. Bring me in. Years later, just throw me in. I could be dead. <laughs> Put me back in the like. Have Tony Stark come you back. Know what? You pay me up front. Pay me up front. Just stick me in whatever. Whatever. I don't care. I, I, I read it. I saw it, and was my mind was blown. It's like, all right, we got things are about to get really interesting. Um, Brad, Marvel is bringing back its what if line. Nice. Uh, they had closed it for a little bit, uh, but they're bringing it back. Would you like to know the first few issues and what they're going to be tackling? Please, please. What if number one, Spider-Man? Brad, what if Peter Parker didn't get bitten by that spider? I'm sure they haven't done that before. Listen, Brad, what if he didn't get bit by the spider, but someone else did? Okay. They've also done all that right. before. I mean, Gwen Stacy. Yeah, I'm sure they've done that. Too. I'm yeah. sure Mary yeah. Jane. I mean, they've gone There's through a ton all of what, yeah, if what ifs. Yeah, like, but what if Aunt May became Spider-Man? That would be awesome. I don't think they've done that yet, but Flash Thompson. Flash, what if he had become Spider-Man instead? What would have happened? He would have lasted one issue. Spider-Man would have been an Spider-Man asshole. would have been an yeah. asshole. And apparently only last one issue. <laughs> um, Are you on board for this? I, I mean, I'm always down for what-if comics, because those were always fun. But the thing is, like, it's 
it's like a real asshole Twilight yeah. Zone because basically the premise of all of them was, well, what if this happened? And, but they all end up bad. It's always like, nope, that wasn't the way it should have been. See, what happened was right because if it happened any other way, it would have sucked. It's always like, what if uh, Wolverine didn't uh, get adamantium claws? And then he just like, it's like, oh, everything turns out shitty and the world <laughs> ends yeah. because Wolverine didn't have claws. It's just, it's just justification for how things are. It's trying to make you comfortable with the status quo, and that's not okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, the fuck, it's the fucking man telling you how things have to be. Um, well, what if issue two is magic number one? Uh, what if um, the new mutant's kind of, like, favorite... What is it, Ilania? It's... Ilyana. Yeah. Isn't she uh, Colossus's sister? Okay, what if instead of her joining the X-Men and all that other bullshit, she's like, fuck this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go join uh, Doctor Strange. I'm gonna let him, like, move my magic powers. I'm gonna become a Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> what if, Brad? Okay. Only last one issue, all tragic. I mean, sound, sounds great, um, but I'm sure in the end, everything goes to hell because she didn't do what she did in the comic books. Brad, I'm gonna read you what the writer's... Like the writer and the uh, artist of Ghost Rider number one, what if, have to say about the comic. I'm not going to go into detail what it's about other than Ghost Rider, but this is what they say. Before you read this comic, you're going to need three things, friend. One, an extra pair of pants. Two, some kind of eyeball apparatus designed to keep your eyeballs inside your head. And three, your mom on speed dial. We're serving up. We're. S- I well, just want to just want to say I. I have all of those things except my mother on speed <laughs> dial. <laughs> I mean, I guess I... I well, no, I don't because I don't have her number. But I was like, ev- now everyone's on speed dial, right? Because that's how phones work now. Yeah. Um, like that's just how it works. But everyone also has an extra pair of pants. And we all have an apparatus for keeping our eyeballs inside our head. It's how our face works. <laughs> so I guess most of us are good. I, on that alone... Uh, team of Ghost Rider number one. I'm a little bit in doubt of what you're bringing. Um, we are serving you pants off and eyeballs out level of horror and shock. And if anyone has a chance to call you back from the ledge of insanity that this comic will lift you to, then abandon and, and then abandon you upon. It's your mama. If she reads it first, you can hold hands on your uh, way down into the abyss. <laughs> Alex, I want your mother to read Ghost Rider What If number one so you guys can hold hands on the abyss. I'm going to have Marvel send her a paper copy, like a physical copy of Ghost Rider number one. I will be reading it as well. We'll talk about it. I would pay any amount of money to have your mother's review of Ghost Rider number one. (laughs) I honestly don't know if I can reserve that, Um, but we'll see. see. That would be so funny to me. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. What if? I, I mean, just, just float it. Let's, let's get Tanya's comic book picks. <laughs> New segment on the show. My mother reviews comic books. <laughs> oh, I want that to happen. Sh- listen, she can review uh, comic books, and then you can review um, uh, Bay City Rollers. Songs. Oh, it'll be great, Brad. Instead of Ghost Rider, though, maybe she maybe she should go through all of these. But what do you think she'll think of What If Thor number one? What if uh, the Asgardians had fallen 
to the Frost Giants. What if instead of them taking Loki back and raising them, they took Thor back and raised him as their son? Yeah. Odin's son, dad. Thor um, uh, is now being raised by the Ice Giants. What if? Yeah. What if? What if the weirdest one so far? There's also a what if Punisher where it's just Spider Man being Punisher. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, the weirdest one is what if X Men number one. All right. Uh, but it's actually titled dot exe slash men, and it takes X Men into a kind of like virtual world. Oh, I'm not really sure how to read it. It's the same guy who did Old Man Logan, which was really good, and House of M, which I only know some a little bit about. Um, uh, and I'm gonna read from the little synopsis. Welcome to the Xscape. X being execute slash scape, a digital wonderland of business and pleasure. Wonderland of business? I don't know if that's a phrase we can use, but fair enough. Gross. Gross Elon Musk. To anyone with a social with the social or monetary capital for the bio mods needed to log in. Or you can bypass all of that by being born uh, carrying the EXE dash gene. What is this? This is not a what this if. Is a, like, yeah. This is this is too much. That's not a this what is if. This is a reimagining like, reboot. This is basically like a Yeah, that's an just like a weird parallel universe. Yeah. You can't just say an alternate universe is a what if. What if is a very, very specific thing? It's a, what if this one thing that happened didn't happen? Oh, now everything's shitty. Deal with it. <laughs> um, the- hey, what if Captain America forgot to renew his driver's license? Galactus destroyed the world. How? It's just one little thing. Nope. Had to be right. If, if he didn't renew it, this wouldn't have happened. See, that's, that's a good what if. Not, what, not changing it to Cap America. <laughs> Where instead of Captain America being a superhero, there's a guy who's trying to put a cap on America, like literally put a a film over America and keep it contained. Make a giant bottle cap in space and drop it onto the United States of America. See, I just imagined uh, a giant uh, Make America Great hat. (gasps) Being made woven in space with carbon nanotubes by AI spiders. The whole world. That's what the EU's doing. That's what uh, everyone is just like, you know what? Fuck that shit. They're building it in space. That's actually not a bad what if. I, I kind of like when I just want to read that. That's just like a nice one off. That could be a movie The Rock could star in. I have to go destroy sure. this America's Great Hat in space. I don't know about the X-Men one, man. That's super weird. No, that's that's not, that's not a what if that's story. Not a what that's if bullshit. Calling shenanigans on that. Straight up shenanigans. Hey, friend. Um, Ooh. I'm going to give... You and our listeners, a quick update on Sesame Street, because something happened that rocked the very core of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elmo and the Count were just going to spend a day, an afternoon together, just counting stuff all over Sesame Street. If we could only be as happy as they they could be. I mean, what else do you need in life to go around and just count things? I, I do it with Vera a lot now, too, just in remembrance of the show. It's just like... It's a wonderful day. Let's just count things. Sounds good. Sounds peaceful. Um, there's a cow in the store in the normal market trying to get sandwiches, and she needs 10 sandwiches. And, of course, the shop keeps like, hey, count, can you make sure I made enough sandwiches? So the count counts, but he gets interrupted, and then he has to start counting again. He counts nine sandwiches. Everyone takes, like, a, a step back and looks at each other, 
and they say, hey, Count, did you do that right? And he's like, of course I did. It's on the count. That's what I do. It's like who I am. Of course I fucking counted it, right? And Elmo's like, no, dog. I think you got interrupted and you you started back on the wrong one. You said four twice. There's ten sandwiches there. I'll count them myself. Elmo counts it and makes a fool of the count. And the count's life is turned upside fucking down. Oh. <laughs> He cancels plans with Elmo. If he can't count correctly, Brad, what's life? Like, what he... The count had existential crisis. He gets a job as a construction worker because he can't count anymore. And he thinks that on a nice. construction worker job, he can't count. He doesn't have to count. Finds out he actually does have to count because they find him. Like, count, what are you doing? That's, what happened to your clothes? Uh, once the counting starts in the construction job, he leaves. He gets... He's going to become an astronaut? They, they hear someone counting down instead of up, which is different. And they go, and the count is inside a fucking rocket ship <laughs> about to blast off into space. And they stop him on, on four. And it's almost like this guy just keeps getting interrupted on four. And they're like, Count, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, dudes, I can't count anymore. So I'm an astronaut. And they say, you do realize they were counting backwards before you went into space. He's like, someone was counting? fuck this and he leaves and then someone else gets in the thing and then blasts off and it's pretty fun because Elmo like everyone Elmo saves whenever he has to the count has to count he just fills in and the count is just giving up on life he's in the shop with them he's like guys just leave me alone I need some alone time a rabbit one the one the bullet <laughs> in my skull with the gun down count ah ha ha um so a, a, a rabbit runs into the store and says, guys, look, my kids are hungry. Um, we didn't really plan dinner. Oops. And I need like a quick food for my kids. Can I get 10 carrots? Which is a weird thing for a rabbit to say and just come into a store on Sesame Street and say like that. But fair enough. Bootstraps, motherfucker. Yeah, um, so the shopkeep has to go make 100 cupcakes. Uh, randomly, he's also called. That has to be a prank. I don't want to tell anyone that, but it's like, that's got to be a prank. 100 cupcakes out of nowhere, that's a prank. Um, and the rabbit comes in and is like, I need 10 carrots. Can someone count these for me? Why the fuck can't these animals count? I know cows can really understand one, two, and many, and I guess rabbits can too, but fair enough. So Elmo's there, and he's like, all right, I'll count your carrots. So Elmo counts, and then Elmo gets interrupted, and then Elmo counts wrong. And then the count says, hey, Elmo, I think you messed up, dude. Like, you, you got interrupted. There's actually 10 carrots. And Elmo's like, no way. So the Elmo makes a big deal out of it because Elmo did it on purpose so that the count would realize we all make mistakes, you idiot. If your thing's counting, be a count. So then the count counts them all again. There's 10. Count's got his groove back. And then they spend the afternoon counting 100 cupcakes. And that is a wonderful, beautiful, little, like, window into what's happening on Sesame Street right now. Nice. I didn't write. It's an awesome show. It is so fun. Um, I read somewhere that there was an episode of Sesame Street where Big Bird kind of fights a demon. And I'm going to have to look that one up because it was kind of legit that he did something like that. And it was an older episode of Sesame Street, and it was during a time, I guess, of more experimentation. But we're going to have to look that up. That may have to be like an Alfio for Ramjack if Big Bird literally has to fight a demon. <laughs> but fair enough. We'll see. Sorry. Um, friends, 
it's that super special time of the week where we talk about Captain In, the Game Master! Welcome to Video Land! We'll be playing a game where one of us will have to summarize this episode of Captain Inn in as close to a minute as possible without going over. Over means we lose, and we've forgotten something. Horrendously under means that we don't know what we're doing and we're chumps. 55 to a minute's okay, I guess, but can you be a brave heart today? Let's hope so. Who's summarizing? Is it me or you? Ah, great question, great question. I don't remember. Jonathan summarized the last thing he was on, so I guess who summarized Dr. Quinn? Who's, who's, who summarized Dobie Gillis and who summarized Dr. Quinn? Dobie! I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. I mean, I don't mind doing it again, because it may or may not be my time. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't I mean, bother me. It's clearly one of us. I just don't, I just don't remember. I did Dobie Gillis, so you did Dr. Quinn, which means it's me. Dobie! Oh, yeah. Brad, are you prepared? Do you have your power belt on? Ooh. Is your light zapper at the ready? Yikes. Do you let me know? Um, did you know that Fabio was on the cover or was on the box art for Wizards and Warriors 2? Like straight up Fabio? Whoa. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I vaguely remember playing this game, I think. I had the third one and loved it. Really? It was challenging. Like, it was not a forgiving game. <laughs> and I never beat it. I got to the very end and was so excited and got, like, owned. Like, totally killed. Was that the third one? The third one was one of the best, man. There was supposedly a fourth one, which I think is weird. Like, I don't even know what that would have been on. They definitely didn't get Fabio for the third one. <laughs> it's very strange box art. If you go to the uh, Wizards and Warriors 1 main page, it says Wizards and Warriors. Oh, it's Wizards and Warriors X, the Forests of Fear. Ah. They did 1, 2, 3, and then they showed X, even though X, I guess, was... A oh, this was for the Game Boy. Game Boy, okay. God, I forgot this one existed. It's kind of shocking how shitty Game Boy games look when you see yeah. the actual graphics. Not all. I mean, some of them look good, but I mean, not all of them. And not by. I mean, that doesn't look good. Kid like Icarus for the Game Boy was solid. Look. I love that game. I mean, I enjoyed the games, but like, I don't. They not look. Good. I mean, there was such a tiny little like shitty screen. All right, Alex, I am ready for this. All right, Brad, on go. Three, two, one, go. All right, so uh, it's Captain N, the Game Master. 
He's like a teenager that gets sucked into a Nintendo game, possibly by an evil green demon. I don't really know. Um, I watched the hell of this show and I'm still confused. Um, so Mother Brain, along with King Epo and uh, um, Eggplant Wizard and uh, um, what's his name, uh, Dr. Wily, um, have come up with a plan because Mother Brain was told by her magic mirror that she wasn't the fairest of them all. So she's going to put everybody to sleep so she can take over the video game land castle or some such bullshit i don't know they end up in wizards and warriors which is apparently where you go when you have nightmares <laughs> it's very confusing um there's some like uh evil like dwarves that like try to eat simon belmont um mega man is a chain smoker kid icarus <laughs> is creepy um the dog's cool they make a shitty pizza um in the end they all wake up and everything works out i guess that's the uh, one minute <laughs> Fighting for the rights of the dreamers, friend. Good job. That was close. That was real close. I mean, well, nothing happened, so I had some time to kill. Captain Inn is a weird show. Um, I chose this one for us to watch, as I mentioned earlier in the show, because it kind of, it bothered me a lot. Uh, Some of the nightmare stuff, where it's kind of body horror... As a child, I thought, holy shit, that is, that is genuinely terrifying. Um, but again, in my mind, much better animation quality than what we're seeing here. Not to say this is bad animation quality, but it's like standard for the day, and which isn't great. It's better than the fucking real Ghostbusters, man. The, that show was unwatchable. Or that X-Men cartoon. That was some shitty There were some really weird perspective things happening in that. I love that X-Men cartoon, too, though, by the way. Oh, that yeah. was great. We should probably watch one of those for this month or I'm at telling some you, point. Like, uh, we could, uh, this month, we've got way too many things on the docket. Jonathan sent over, like, five options. Um, I like I he had already sent one previously that I was super down for that I, I hope we we knock out one of those. Um, I had a couple ideas like I we got there's a lot there's a lot a lot on the table. So Brad, you said you watched a grip of Captain N. Didn't every oh, every definitely. kid our age did right? Yeah, yeah, of course. We all watched that block that was like um, Mario Brothers live action Mario Brothers um, slash Zelda. Which was awesome. Um, like the cereal. <laughs> Gotta put those two together. And then Captain N. And I definitely remember, like, I I, I don't know, but I definitely remember there were periods where I was like, I, I definitely liked one over the other. And I could never, I, I remember it shifting a lot. At first, I, I remember at one point being like, I hate Captain N, but I like Mario and Zelda. And then I remember like, I hate this fucking Zelda show, but I'm really down with Captain N and Mario Brothers. <laughs> like, see, I... I enjoyed the Mario show because it was Mario. Like, when I watched these, I was a kid who did not yet own a Nintendo. And to me, this was one of the only outlets I had for Nintendo fandom. So it was little Alex in kindergarten making his own paper Nintendo, like just drawing my own levels and characters. Like, all right, I'll just pretend I have a Nintendo. Watching these shows and like gleaning through puns or like very strange abstracts of these video games, anything I could. And it did like pave a way for me to like an outlet to get other things so one of the first games i got after watching captain in specifically was castlevania 2 i was like all right i'm gonna get a video i'm gonna get castlevania 2 which was really hard and scary and weird but it was a game that i got into because of this same thing like mega man 2 like well mega man is in 
Captain N, and I can get Mega Man. Let me try Mega Man 2. Also hard as fuck. Mega Man games are not easy. But it was a challenge as a young kid to try to play these things. But I didn't really put that together until watching this for the show. That, oh, most of the early games I got for my game systems were because of Captain N. <laughs> Zelda is on obvious. I mean, but that was more the Mario Brothers. It was Mario, Zelda, and then whatever the fuck Captain N was doing. Yeah. I just had to double check. Uh, Castlevania 2 uh, was the one I had as oh, well. Oh, nice. Well, then Simon's Quest. You know what's up with Simon. Which... I do love... So, Captain N is an outlet for Nintendo. I don't know if you've looked into any of the history, but Captain N started as a comic book inside of Nintendo Power that ran for two issues, and it was basically the brainchild of one of the editors of Nintendo Power, and dude sunk, like, a lot of time creating Captain N. Like, the basic story of someone getting sucked into this game world and Mother Brain being one of the characters, like, rallying the bad guys to take over the Nintendo world. And this employee of Nintendo who gets sucked in to this world has to save it, and he does. And Nintendo gave him two issues of Nintendo Power to kind of like get a comic, like a few cells going on in a beginning and end. And then they took that idea and without giving him any credit or anything, made a TV show out of it and only changed very little. Dude is super bitter, by the way. As he should be. Um, Also, so... At the time, the animation company they were working with to make it happen, which is DIC, I don't know whether it's pronounced Dick or whatever, but they were Deke. Deke. They were, uh, you think I'd remember that because at the end of every episode, they'd say, Deke! There'd be some kid who would set it. It's been so long. Um, they were in talks with Nintendo to already make a show like Captain N, and some guy did like all the uh, like concept art, but instead of Captain N, they were going to use Paperboy? They were going to say, okay, there's a kid from the real world who is the character that becomes Paperboy in the video games, and he has he goes to the video game world. And it it was weird, because Paperboy is a kid kid, and not like a teenager, and it doesn't go right. over as well. And they used most of his artwork, like the way he drew Mega Man and Kid Icarus and like all the bad guys, including like Mother Brain, were still intact. But they basically said, well, just put Kevin, like a teenager in it. And we'll do that. We got this Captain N character that we're going to steal slash like take from one of our employees and just kind of run with it. So let's just mix these two ideas because they couldn't get the copyright for Paperboy because that's not a Nintendo property per se. So that's how Captain N was was made. It was the mixture of a Paperboy cartoon meets Nintendo meets something one of their editors put together and put in Nintendo Power. And it was successful and kids fucking loved it because I fucking loved it. And Brad obviously really loved it. Oh, of course. But, like, this fucking show, like, it's bizarre, and, like, you think they would, and it seems like it's there to, like, promote, like, different Nintendo games, Mm -hmm. yet somehow it makes them so much worse than they were, (laughs) because this fucking chain-smoking Mega Man, this green, (laughs) why is he green, Uh, why does he talk like this, I'm Mega Man... Dude, like I don't, I so awful. Um, they took Simon Belmont, who's a badass uh, vampire hunter, and made him this like this foppish <laughs> like dandy. He doesn't even have like he looks like he's going to be climbing a mountain explorer and not like a badass yeah. warrior. I remember the cover, the cover, the the box art for Castlevania Two. Simon Belmont was awesome looking. 
dude yeah. was like, yeah, not this guy, not Captain Inside yeah. of Belmont. Yeah, um, then you got Kid Icarus, who's just an annoying fuck. He speaks in some sort of strange, like, I guess the equivalent of renaissance speak, but for, like, the Greek set. He puts an is at the uh, end of everything. Ich, he just throws, ich, yeah, he just throws ikus into things. Everything. Like, he does not go yeah. through a sentence without We're recording ichus. a podicus yeah. cast, I guess. I don't know. got and Atticus. And welcome to our um, podcasticus. It's weird. And, like, then then they made up this princess character, like, out of whole cloth. Like, there's a billion video game princesses. Um, we'll choose none of them. <laughs> there's a princess in Wizards and Warriors, the first one. They could have used her. <sighs> Didn't? No. No There's so many... We'll have generic princess. Oh, yeah. There's so many liberties they take with it, which I think is fun. Like, watching it now as an adult, even as a kid, I knew that it was different enough that it w- it left a lot to my imagination. And to me, I was like, all right, I'm cool with this reimagining because Mario Brothers was a reimagining. Like, that cartoon almost had very little to do with the second video game. They, they used all the bad guys. It's basically like, all right, we have these these drawings of these characters and kind of an idea of what we're going to make them and we're just going to have them in weird... Especially in Mario, it was all, like, based on other things. It was like Mario visits, like, uh... 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, or, like, some other weird yeah, thing. Yeah, but, but they, they, but the character, the character models were all, like, oh, yeah, on, yeah. and I feel like they used them reasonably. Yeah. Like, and just, they just put them in weird settings, but this show just, like, totally like, off. ah, throw it out the window. He's a guy, he's called Mega Man, he's little. The, what? The artists and the writers apparently spent so little, like, an hour or two with each video game before they did concept art and wrote stories. Like the guy who wrote this episode with Withers and Warriors, he said, essentially in the interview thing that I read, yeah, I watched about, I I played about two hours of it the night before and then just kind of like, I thought that was enough. So I just kind of just made it out of that. Made up a lot of stuff. The guy who did Mega Man couldn't remember. He was like, I couldn't remember what color he was. I only played it for like 30 minutes with my kid one night before (laughs) I went in and sketched. So weird. So like, I mean, like, I understand from these people, but you think like Nintendo would be oh, yeah. like, hey, 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 listen, you're making this TV show to sell video games. Mega Man's not green. Well, so this kind of played into their favor in a way, because it's also not called Captain Nintendo, which was the original title. It was supposed to be like a verbatim, like, cartoon commercial. But around this time, harsh legislation was passed to where they were they were limiting the amount of time, like or the the way that you could market to children. So the bygone era of we're gonna make cartoons specifically about toys kind of took a backseat in the '90s with that. And certain the way you could even like make commercials and market things to kids, they started to have regulations on it. So. Nintendo kind of hedged their bets because of legislation. It's like, okay, look, kind of strip out the name Nintendo. The kids will get it with Captain N. And, I mean, come on. The dude has a Nintendo controller and a freaking light zapper. And all your characters are here. But we can't say Nintendo specifically. We could get in trouble for it. I like, I, yeah, but I still think they would want the characters you would to hope. be portrayed in the best You would light. hope. Like, I... Mega Man's a robot. Why would he have a chain smoking like voice? Yeah, it is weird as fuck. Um, now what they got right was the villain. The villains oh, are all yeah. great. Like, like Mother Brain is like a great reimagining of that. God, Mother Brain is terrifying. 
Yeah. Like, this is a real creepy mother brain. Like, because, like, in Metroid, like, mother brain's just, like, a big spiky brain. Yeah. Um. Did you ever play Metroid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Did you ever? I played, like, original Nintendo, I played a lot of games, because I rented games oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like, that's actually, I bought my Castlevania from, like, um, Video Stop in Jackson. Um, wow. That took me back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last block, there's only one blockbuster left in the continental United States. Mm-hmm. But back when we were kids, they were everywhere. Like, video stores. Oh, so many, so many God, video stores. God, it was stores. so fun. How many Nintendo games did you beat? Oh, very few, few if any. I mean, you can't. They're so hard. I didn't beat Mario until we beat it in college. The original Mario Brothers, and that's with extra lives. I think Mario Three, Mario Three might might be one of the only Nintendo games that I even bothered to beat, like original Nintendo. That may be the best Nintendo game of all time. I mean, it's just really well done. Yeah, I I beat Legends of Zelda, the original one. I beat Kirby, uh-huh. and I'm almost positive that that were th- those were the only two. All the other ones were yeah. just too hard for me, or required yeah, so I, much time. I was like, can't do this. Exactly, because I, I didn't have a lot of games. Um, but I rented a lot of games, so I I would I would still play them oh, yeah. well, but I yeah uh, never enough to to really beat much. But no, I think um I I played a lot of Zelda. I don't think I beat Zelda um because I didn't have it, but my aunt had it, so I would I borrowed it from her. I was I was I was deep in Zelda. Me and uh, my next door neighbor friend Jesse, um, we played it, and we actually beat the second quest on it, which was hard as fuck. Oh, because it was basically that, like, yeah. hey, we showed you everything that happens. Now you have to find everything again on your own, and it's going to be much harder. But we wow. beat it. Um, nice. That was th- that's. I can't think of many other games. Like I beat a lot of Game Boy games. I had Kid Icarus for Game Boy. And that was a that was a really fun game, and they really do in Captain Ian get a lot of that right as far as the art style and like the eggplant wizard is lifted right from like yeah that guy at least had that reference and it looks good. I don't know what's happening with with the King Hippo guy. That's not right. What they're doing with his artwork, he's got a weird yeah. Why is he why is he green? why is he green? He has like. Really, really large nipples, which are kind of... I mean, I guess he had those in the game. Yeah. But why would you... That's a weird interpretation. But everything else that gets spot I think on. I might have beat... I might have beat Mike Tyson. Really? I See, think that so. that was super hard. That's like yeah, a really was. hard... That's basically pattern recognition and just like going for it. Yeah. A lot of trial and error. Joey beat Mario Odyssey, the new Mario game, almost by himself. I helped him quite a bit throughout some of it. But once he got to the end, on rails, basically, he just beat it. Nice. Joey's beat a couple of video games. And at his age, I was struggling. <laughs> well, games were insanely they hard, were though, perp- back yeah, then. Yeah, very hard. Like, games now are just fun. Yeah. Whereas games back in the day were a fucking oh, yeah. challenge. The programmer, like, messed... They were not Yeah, fun. there was a decimal place off, and the platform you're supposed to jump on is actually way smaller than it actually should be. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I, I challenge anyone to um to beat either uh the first Ninja Turtles game or either of those fucking Back to the Future Dude, games. Dude, the Back to the Future games on Nintendo, they were literally impossible. I literally sunk a lot of hours. Impossible. And most of that was, I would almost say, like, I almost treated it more like an experimental, like, 
multimedia piece because I was like, I'm not beating whatever the fuck this is, but it's kind of neat and fun. So I'm just going to play it. But I have no illusions that this is a game that's going to end. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I remember at one point um, buying like it was like a, a like it was a guidebook. It was like how to win at Nintendo games for because they, they, there had been so many that it got to that point. And like, because they weren't a lot of cheat codes, really. Oh. But it was just like, all right, here's what you got to do. You got to do this, and then you got to just so you know how to go about playing the game. <laughs> like, because that's what you—that's what you needed back then. Like, all right, how do I? What am I even supposed to be doing? Because you, there was no way no to know. Way you could know. The, some of that pixel art was just not decipherable. I mean, I mean Nintendo is no. when it started to really get to, to where you could tell things. But man, some of those pixels were just muddy i remember in school like you would have to talk to people about what happened in your game session just so you would have an idea i remember someone at one point i remember we had to write letters to each other in class we were going to pretend to be mailmen and like write letters and then the teacher would deliver all the letters to us i was like all right so and so you get so and so on this aisle and then i'll collect them and pass them out and we'll it'll be an exercise in writing a proper letter which we'll have to do for the rest of your life no (laughs) Not even halfway. So I remember writing a letter, and I and I think mine was about a Nintendo game I knew this kid was playing, and something like a secret I had. But then he wrote the same thing to me. We didn't even like confer. It's just like, oh, this is what we talk about. Yeah. Oh, this is a secret of Mario Three I didn't know about. Thanks. Perfect. I still didn't beat Mario Three until later, but still. I I I I think I put in a summer. I like nice. I put in a solid nice. summer on Mario Three, and I uh, finally beat it. Because, I mean, the thing about fucking Nintendo game, like, you know, there was no saving. No. Like, like you played, and, like, you better hope that no one, like, knocks the Nintendo over, or, like, the power doesn't go out, or anything. Are you going to start over from scratch? Many kids would turn the television off, but keep the Nintendo on. Oh, Channel yes. 3 is locked in, and my Nintendo was on. Do not turn this off. Hardcore. I think I only did that a few times because I was scared that it would damage the Nintendo. Obviously, that doesn't make too much sense. I guess it could technically overheat. I was too I was too timid. I couldn't let this one thing that I've waited so long to get get hurt. But that's awesome, man. I, I guess I but yeah, Captain Inn is where all this love started. I would say between that and the Mario cartoons, nice. I was like, this is sweet. And Captain Inn in particular, I really enjoyed. There was a maturity to it that the other ones didn't have. Mm-hmm. And the art was because I thought Mario did a little too much with the puns and a little bit too much with like we're going to choose, again, like a different type of story to put our Mario characters into. And I really like Legends of Zelda. I own it on DVD right now. Um, and would, yeah, I'm not going to get rid of that anytime soon ever. There was something about the Zelda I particularly liked. But Captain N, I love the artwork because it was weird. And there was something that about it, I guess the idea of putting these heroes into different Nintendo games but them being slightly off really appealed to me. I fucking loved it. So, in this episode, it starts out, as Brad said, Mother Brain is fuming. She wants to take over Video Land, which is... Uh, can, can we just back up even we to, need like, the, the opening okay. credits? Okay, yeah, we need to establish what's going on. Because I this is... It's so fucking weird. I, I love that it, it starts off with, like, a straight-up video game map. Mm-hmm. So you see Castlevania... Uh, Congo Land, Metroid, Mount Icarus, Megaland, Palace of Power? Question <laughs> So is this like a new game? Like, uh, this is made up place, and like it is. So, I mean, it is 
so goofy. You see all of your characters. We're getting all of our, our little parents. We see Donkey Kong, who's apparently just mixing up some food. I, that's weird. Oh, yeah. No Donkey Kong in this episode, sadly. Um, but, and so, and I would love... I, I would love to go back and watch the first episode just to see this scene um, because we have all of our our favorite comic book or uh, favorite video game characters and this random ass princess standing around um, a power glove yeah uh, which I, it's like, it looks just like a, a fist in a yeah. bowl and it opens up a portal and then we cut to live action. My mind and we, blew when I saw this as a child. Uh, I was like, wait a minute, what? And we see this goofy-ass motherfucker playing Punch-Out, um, hanging out with a cute dog, and he gets sucked in. He, oh, by the way, he is, like, in the most 1989 bedroom I've ever seen in my life. Like, I... Black and white crazy. checkered curtains. Black and white checkered oh, yeah. bedspread. Oh, it's, it's so over the top. But he gets pulled through. But what's the weirdest <laughs> to me is, like, he gets, like, sucked through. But then there's this, like, green computer-generated thing that, like, comes out. And it's got this, like, maniacal smile. And it's like, this is no character no. that we've seen. And for a split second, I was like, wait. Is he, be, like, being replaced by, like, an evil oh, video game doppelganger? Speculation runs wild. Maybe. Because, like, I don't know what the hell this green thing is. I get... I'm thinking maybe... Maybe they just paid someone to do this. Because, like, oh, since we're doing live action and animation, why not uh, dabble in, like, computer animation to get a character in here? And they didn't realize that they'd have to go, like, really low poly count and that this would be what they would get. So I guess maybe it was supposed to be him becoming digitized and going into the world. But why is he green? No. No, because... Oh, is that what well, it that's is? That's my... Because the green thing's reaching well, that's out. Because th- he gets sucked in, and then... So is that supposed to be him reaching out? That's what I... Th- that's that's how I, oh, I'm God. thinking that it could have been. Obviously, it wasn't executed well, which is why it's only on screen for literally, like, two seconds, if not, like, a half a second. Like, they realized, oh, fuck. That's... That's genuinely it, terrifying. It is. Because that makes me think that if he were ever to escape, it would be in this <laughs> horrific, mangled, green form as though his entire flesh has been melted down and turned into a pixelated CGI oh, monstrosity yeah. that looks like something out of fucking Lawnmower Man. To me, this was just like a production mishap. and Because the dog just jumps into the television screen through a portal. The dog's just like, Rarf? See, what I took this as, it was only... I've never thought this before, because I never remembered this no, green no thing. No, no one did. I thought he was getting sucked out, and this green, like, video game thing was gonna take his place and, like, carry on living his life, like, in his, like, in his form, so no one misses him. See, that's, that would make sense. That's sinister. Like a creepy doppelganger. Wow. Like a fucking Twin Peaks monstrosity. Yeah, that's definitely some David Lynch-like vibes on that one. Oh, dude. All right. There's got to be some fan fiction or like that's that's the Ramjack reboot of uh, Captain N. It follows both Kevin's journeys in the video game world and also his doppelganger in the real world. I can't believe the Ramjack's networks, uh, um, like their version of Captain N season three didn't get any nominations. <laughs> it was groundbreaking television. You say that. Do you know that there actually is a season three? 
Oh, is so there? So they made it and created it, and they pitched it to go along with Super Mario Brothers World, the cartoon. And I don't remember if they aired any of or not, but they couldn't get the rights to the DVD release. So we'll just never see that unless someone has it archived on YouTube, which surely they do. That's not going to... Hopefully that doesn't get lost. But there was a third wait, season. Wait, wait. Did, did, did it air? Yeah, I, I can't... I don't know, but I know they created it. Like, I, I read that they created it. I, I think it got... I okay. think it aired. I'm pretty sure we saw episodes Okay, I it. just... I was just saying... See, I didn't know how many seasons there were. I'm just referencing the fact that people are very upset that Twin Peaks Season 3 um, wasn't nominated for Emmys, despite being one of the worst fucking shows ever created. Oh, yeah. That's... That's not surprised to anyone, except those weirdos. <sighs> All right. Well, that's the opening credits. Yeah. So that establishes all the characters. Kevin's in there. We got Rando Princess. What is her name? Um. Oh, the princess. The everyone's favorite character. Uh, Princess Lana. Lana. You know, Princess Lana. Everyone's favorite video game character. Her father's King Charles. <laughs> and they preside over a video game land. They are the rulers and keepers of peace between all the video game lands. Okay, that's cool. Um, so yeah, um, in this episode, Mother Brain is fuming. She's like, she looks at her mirror and says, "Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the who's the fairest one of them all?" And the mirror shares her reflections. Like, obviously, the princess. You dummy, you are a giant brain-like monster. <laughs> Did you think it was you? What is Mother? She's supposed to be a Metroid. I don't. It doesn't matter. Um, no. she she's upset by this. She asks eggplant wizard to use his magic and to be honest eggplant wizard may be the strongest force in this game world because he can literally manipulate matter and that's cool she asks him to make a rhyme and change her to make her really pretty but he gets it messed up and he starts changing her into different things uh one of them is a pie he changes her face to be like an apple pie like a slice of apple pie um, one of them is like an apple. She changes her face into an apple. And he eventually changes her back. Um, and instead, uh, Mother Brain says, okay, look, I need, I need you to make me just an apple. Can you do that, please? Give me this apple. I'm going to give it to one of my friends in the Wizards and Warriors world. Uh, he's an evil wizard named Malkai. Oh, Malkil. And I think we're going to do, uh, we're going to have some fun why does Malkil have a bird foot? I don't know. That's, I don't know if that's something that the artist did because he played the game for 10 minutes and was like, eh, <laughs> I, I got enough. I tried to look at the game. It doesn't look like from the, in the original video game he has a bird can foot. He, can so he, I don't know what that's about. Does he transform into other creatures maybe in fights? The uh, hero? Could be. I don't know. Maybe. He's got a bird foot. He's also got like an oddly weird head and strange proportioned body. He's a villain, He's but a scary villain. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, it should be said that uh, Mother Brain is voiced by Levi Stubbs, who also did uh, Audrey 2 in Little Shop. Makes sense. Yeah. Perfect. Um, that might be why it scared she scared me more, because I was equating the mm-hmm. voice with that thing from Little Shop that did terrify me. Um, nice. So, yeah, everything's going all right, I guess, at headquarters <laughs> at the castle. Um, there's a knock on the door, and there's a special delivery. Um... Eggplant Wizard is in disguise as a delivery man. He's like, hey, not a delivery man. I guess he's just a door-to-door fruit salesman. The princess says, I'm not really looking to buy any fruit. But somehow he coaxes her to buy the fruit and she... Well, he coaxes her because uh, Kevin is in the process of making a pizza. 
um, with, um, well, a captain in pizza with nectarines, nuts, nachos. Um, it's a real Ninja Turtle pizza situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but luckily the dog snatches it up and eats it, so she's forced to uh, have an apple for lunch. Takes a bite of the apple, sleeping potion, she falls asleep, and then her body is sucked through a portal to uh, Malkil's world, his land of wizards and warriors. Mother Brain shows appears as a like as a ghost proje- or a hologram projection, and she tells Captain Inn like, "Haha, I got your princess. You got to go to this other kingdom to save her. Good luck, Cap." Go ahead. So Captain Inn's now like, "Well, I got to go find my pals so we can go save the princess." So he finds uh, Mega Man and Kid Icarus who are hanging out with Simon Belmont, who is putting a portrait of himself in like the the palace hallway because mm-hmm. he's a vain asshole yeah um, he's an imposter Simon Belmont like, the real Simon Belmont would not yeah, do this no for real though um and then like Kevin's like hey we gotta go and and he's like so I'm gonna need uh, Mega Man Kid Icarus I'm gonna need you to stay here and guard the palace guard duty uh, what the fuck like take uh, like take them <laughs> like what do you need to guard the palace for there's like three villains and like they're not you think you what? think Kevin left him on purpose because he's a little annoyed? I'll stay here, I'm Kevin. <laughs> I gotta go uh, out on a smoke break anyway. Yeah, I mean, dude, that the, I was I was gonna do Kid Icarus, but I'm like I can't even figure out how to make it work. I, like, it's it, a weird it's, thing. Like I was thinking about that on the way home because I was trying to do the voice, thinking, well, I might have to do the voice tonight, and I just couldn't really get a, a timbre for the the cadence of anything. Yeah. I'm like, how does this? How would I do? Uh, but Mega Manicus. You'll end up getting cancericus. <laughs> ah, what do you know? <laughs> so so they're forced to stay, and then Simon Belmont says, Oh, I'm going to go because uh, I might have a chance to win the princess's heart. Oh, the only way to wake her is to kiss her? Hmm. <laughs> I'll be the first to kiss a sleeping woman against her will or without uh, her really knowing, I guess. <laughs> because, like, the princess and Kevin kind of have a relationship. Kind of? Yeah. Belmont's just trying yeah. to like elbow his way in, but it's like, dude, what are you? What? All right. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Super upsetting. It's very upsetting. But they go to to Wizards and Warriors world. Yeah, and they run into a werewolf, which looks like the Cookie Crisp. <laughs> yeah, Cookie Crisp. And uh, Captain N uses his light zapper to like shoot him, and he turns into a diamond. Yeah. And. Uh, I don't know about this world where um, where you murder sentient beings and they turn into treasure. Yeah, it's a very upsetting world. Well, they have to collect. Um, oh, he also he also jumps down this area um, using the control pad on his belt, which. So if I understand correctly, he's able to use this control pad to control his own body, which is upsetting. oh yeah, well he can manipulate reality because he could also I think like he can at one point in some of the episodes he literally presses pause. Which you think would be the end all be all of power to have? Like pause. I'm just gonna I'm just yeah. gonna stop everything for a second and then like rearrange it and then start it back up. Or what would start do? Like, and you think if he was gonna go down like jumping, he would be pressing the A button, which is the normal jump button. What was down do? I I, I don't know. Why can't he just jump down on his own? Why does he need his limbs to be controlled by by a I, belt? I guess it. it <laughs> 
Like it wasn't like he did like a super jump up. He was jumping down. It was a super. It was a super down. It was a super. Let's get to the ground. And something that Belmont has to do with the slow way, which is it's like they. He also brings his dog. Which would you ever bring a dog into a harmful situation like this? No, I no. But I would always bring a dog everywhere I went. I would just avoid harmful situations. It is. It, but I mean, are you gonna, or are you gonna leave your dog with fucking cancer man and dumbass, <laughs> dumbassicus? You're right. So they're they're collecting the the treasure left by the dead to hopefully bribe their way into the castle because the only way to get in is the the guard just wants treasure and he'll let you into the castle. Oh, it's a real shiny diamond! Uh, I can't wait to go take it home to my werewolf wife. <gasps> oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> that monster. So, but there's like a trap. Like Malkil Mal- 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 says, you know what? I'm gonna set a trap for him. So he sends like a key, and somehow they like Kevin gets. He turns a frog into a key, which is a green key. But Kevin knows there's no green keys in this game. There's no green doors. But Belmont's already left Kevin to die. True. Like, <laughs> so Belmont's like, I'll go through the green door. But guess what? It's a trap. There's a bunch of evil dwarves. Yeah, it's like a. Since we already did the apple thing, I guess this was the other way of like trying to shoehorn in like a seven. Snow White and Seven Dwarves thing, because these characters are not in Wizards and Warriors, I almost assure you. And they're just oh, weird, grotesque, like, nightmarish versions of Seven Dwarves. It's, it's slimy, snaky, smoky, toothy, um, um... Toothy's one of the last ones, and he is just a giant mouth. Oh, it's very upsetting. Um... I don't like snaky. Oh, there's also uh, um, uh, what's the B one? Uh, uh, he's like a stinging guy, right? Stingy, maybe. Oh, stingy. He's stingy. Yeah. And uh, then there's uh, um, tiny, which is of course the big guy, big muscular guy. And they kind of wrestle with Simon Belmont and tie him up, and they're going to eat him. They're in the process of eating him, and like they're chewing on him. Yeah. When, like, Kevin finally rolls in there, I'm like, I don't like no, this. Like, oh, there's also Boney, who's a fucking skeleton. <laughs> These are disturbing creatures. They are literally, like, one of them is, like, sucking up his whip like a spaghetti, a uh, piece of spaghetti. Like, one of the noodles. Ugh. And there's another guy, like, Toothy, like, literally, like, starts gnawing on his boots. Dude is getting eaten alive. Kevin, yeah. thankfully, yeah. Um, went up a spider web. Simon Belmont lost his dick this day. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare um so yeah kevin fell through like a door and there's like spider webs but he uses his directional pad and his know-how and zapper to win this dog also kind of stays loyal to him and then they, he goes and saves belmont um but instead of like fastly zapping everyone he kind of lets the bad guy the the bad the seven dwarves turn into like seven desperados and suddenly they have guns and they basically end up shooting each other but through like acrobatics work between Kevin and Simon and I think they only end up really shooting or killing like two of them there was two of them that I don't even really know exactly what happened to <laughs> like it I was like wait did Kevin shoot him or what happened because Simon just like jumped up into the rafters and then all of a sudden they turned into diamonds and I wasn't sure exactly what I happened think Simon actually like uses a whip or something on one of them I don't know. Well, because it looks like, though, he's hanging from the rafters by his whip. 
So I wasn't yeah, sure, did weird. he have a second whip? Or did he, uh, like, what, I, what happened? <laughs> I mean, clearly it's shitty, shitty animation. There's one point where Simon, when the, before the frog turns into a key, where he, like, uses other weapons. Like, he brings out a baseball bat or something. No, he brings out a golf club. And Kevin's like, dude, yeah. don't hit a frog with a golf club. And Simon then takes out a bazooka and aims it. And Kevin just, like, puts his hand on his He's like, dude, just let me take care of this. Like, you obviously don't know what's going on. How you beat a vampire, I have no idea. But yeah, so... And then the dog licks up Slimy, which is just gross. Yeah, it's not okay. But now they have enough uh, treasure to bribe the guard. This whole thing almost has kind of like a labyrinth feel to it. Because there's a big, like, night guy. And he's like, I'm gonna... Okay, I'm gonna kill you guys now. And Kevin's like, dude, treasure... And then he takes off his helmet, and he's just some sort of, like, older night guy, but his face is, like, oddly proportioned for the helmet. And he's, like, basically what Brad says, okay, I can take this treasure back to my werewolf wife. We can finally move out of this kingdom and get a good house in Hyrule. Holy fuck! Oh, thank you for the corpse of all these people. Like, I don't like the idea, like, I mean, I know it's a video game and all, but it is very upsetting to me that, like, people are murdered and then turned into... Of uh, uh, into treasures and coins and yeah. diamonds. I like they're literally just their entire economy is built on the corpses oh, yeah. of the fallen. <laughs> like this is this is capitalism. <laughs> I guess in video games the concept would be like you you uh like loot the bodies of the people that you've killed and you get their money or treasure and they just disappear for the sake of like cleaning that up. But right. this puts a whole new dark spin yeah, on it. This corpses are turning into valuables. In different types of valuables. It's not. It's not. These aren't the things they had in their pockets before they evaporated. No, they 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 they've been murdered, and thus they are turned into valuables that you can use for capital. Well, what does it say about the person who dies? Because the werewolf and some of the uh, dwarves turn into the diamonds, but then one of them turns into like coins and necklaces and stuff. Like, does that do to something to your self-worth? Like, I don't... Dude, it's weird. But they go in. Don't know. They find the princess. Mal kills nowhere to Can't be Can't believe my, my father worked in a factory for 30 years. When he died, he only turned into 30 coins <laughs> and a piece of string. <laughs> God. It's fucking damn. bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> you know, my girlfriend died last week. She turned into... She turned into four diamonds and a gold coin. Like, what does it all mean? Like, what does it mean? She gave me herpes, and she's four diamonds? <laughs> it is tough in the Wizards and Warriors world. Oh, Also, I wasn't there when she died, so her cousin uh, took all the diamonds. Great. I still got herpes, though. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that happening? Dude. So, yeah. I don't like this world. Yeah, this world is is a nightmare so they get so they're in Malkiel's castle they get up and they find the princess asleep Kevin kisses her and she doesn't wake up Belmont kisses her doesn't wake up dog kisses her I was hoping she would wake yeah, up yeah I was thinking one, like they've all tried to kiss her she's asleep and this is wrong but fair enough cause like the dog's named Duke I was like well he's not a prince but he's a duke Ah, oh, that would be great yeah no well, so then Mother Brain pops back in hologram style and is like, you dummies, you thought you would kiss her and she would wake up? Ha 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 ha. 
The only way to save her is for you guys to eat the apple and then go into the dream world, too. Oh, by the way, we've already sent Mega Man and Kid Icarus in there. Yeah, they, it was easy to infiltrate your compound with those dummies. And yeah, we basically force-fed them these apples. And we're just going to, like, take over now that you're all going to be in this nightmare world. And you can't escape. There's a way out, but you'll never be able to find it. No one has. But they have to save the princess, Brad. So they all do. The dog takes a bite. Kevin takes a bite. Simon takes a bite. And they go into the nightmare world. When I was a kid, our, my memories from as a child were that all of this took place in the nightmare world. Like, they went uh. in immediately because of the, the insanity that is Wizards and Warriors world. But no, it's like not even... Yeah. It's like barely five minutes. Oh, memorable Alex, five minutes. they get to the nightmare world at the 17-minute mark. <laughs> they're... they're it's maybe two minutes. I don't even think it's that much. Kevin finds the princess immediately. She turns around and she has the face of Mother Brain. Chilling. But then she turns back yeah. to normal. So you're thinking like, alright. They go to Kevin's room. Like, they go back to his room and... Um, he- By the way, um, just so you know, Alex, they go into Nightmare World at the 17-minute mark. They're out of there... Uh, we're back at the castle by 20 minutes, 30 that seconds. That is crazy. That is crazy. So much happens. And there's a cut. We cut away back to the castle during that at one point, too. <laughs> so, yeah, they take over the castle while everyone's in Nightmare World because they're physically transported to there once they're asleep. So we are we're in Nightmare World at 17 minutes, 20 seconds. <laughs> wow. Again, that's child Alex, like not even through his minutes. mind running wild and imagination of filling in gaps and changing the concept of time in these things, dude. Oh, so yeah, they find Kevin's nightmare is his room back at his old house, and his mother's like nagging him to clean his room, and he can't get his room clean. I love that the audio they play of the mother yelling for him to clean is the same one from the credits. Oh yeah. Like that's so funny to me. I was like, "Oh, well, you've already picked, you've already got the audio of the mother saying, Kevin, you need to clean your room." Because then at the end we hear it again, Kevin, you need to clean. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't want to pay that actress to come in again, I guess. But this haunts Kevin, and like, yeah, his his cluttered room becomes a monster. Like all the cluttered room comes together to form like a weird monster, and they're like, "Yeah, let's get out of here," because it's easy to run away from your this nightmares. Is, this really feels like labyrinth. yeah. At that point, the labyrinth parallels are like. Which is neat to know that this show was inspired by so many things, maybe. Definitely like Nintendo properties in a weird way, but maybe also Labyrinth. Who knows? Wizards and Warriors kind of has a Labyrinth feel to it, like as a game. But anyway, um, so yeah, they go off and they run into Kid Icarus and uh, Mega Man. Mega Man is blue, finally. And um, they're asking, what's up? And Mega Man says, I got... I had a nightmare I was struck by Iceman and he chilled me. Also, blue feels kind of right, and I don't understand what that means, but okay. He's more gray than blue, I really? think. In the Frozen scene, yeah. I guess maybe the outline is blue. I mean, it's definitely closer than green. <laughs> like, I mean, it's close. He's closer to Something being about this color. feels right. I'm going to explore this later when I get back. And Kid Icarus has got arrows inside of him, and he's like, oh, I dreamed my bow turned on me and started shooting me. That's your nightmare, Kid Icarus? You fight Medusa in your game, dog. You fight a very scary, like, demon bull snake in one of your games, dude. And this is your nightmare? I'm scared of shooting myself. I'm I'm scared I'll shoot myself with my bow and arrow. It's a projectile that you shoot away from yourself. How is that possible? 
suicide. I'm scared I'll commit suicide. <laughs> I'm afraid I'll shoot the arrow directly overhead. Sometimes I do anyway, just to see what'll happen. If it hits, oh well. Um, but I, I love when Kevin's like room is coming up. Like the princess is like, oh, but you're so neat and tidy in Game World. So are we just to believe that Kevin's like OCD yep. and therefore his nightmare is like his room becoming a mess? Oh yeah, definitely OCD to like insane levels. Yeah. But um, so yeah, they run away from these problems and they find Simon Belmont who is um being paraded around on a stage. It's like a muscle man yeah, competition, like, right? Yeah. It's a muscle man competition for, like, the kookiest crew of, like, rando aliens ever. Yeah, it's strange. It's like a real cantina scene out there. But he's in, he's in for it. Like, his clothes, like, his shirt and, like, all of his upper body is stripped magically, which is terrifying in, his own, in its own right. And he starts, like, flexing and, like, putting on a show. And then, and this is the part that got me as a child... Um, he loses his muscle mass. His muscles become flabby, and you're like, what? Then his teeth fall out, which is a common thing Ugh. that happens in dreams. Nightmares. And then, like, his skin becomes, like, um, warded and pimply, and then he loses his hair. Which is a nightmare for Simon, but as a kid, for some reason I saw this and was horrified. It's creepy. It's the creepy. princess has Mother Brain's face. This Simon Belmont is, doesn't deserve this. He's an he's a jerk and an asshole, but does he deserve this? <laughs> Maybe deep down he knows he does because it's his nightmare. I don't know. Uh, um, but he definitely gets it the worst. Kevin comes up with the idea of like we had to sleep to come into this world. If we fall asleep in nightmare world, maybe we'll wake up in the real world. I, they go to sleep instantly. I, mean, I guess they they yeah. are exhausted. They lay down in a world of nightmares and fall asleep. Almost instantly. Cuddle up. I mean, uh, like, I I wish The Rock had, had done yeah. that um, after climbing those 93 stairs, because that's how quickly they fall asleep. <laughs> Simon takes out a teddy bear and uses it as a pillow in the nightmare world. And yeah, the next scene is we see uh, the, the castle of power, and everyone's moved in. The villains are here. They took over. That's all it took was a Snow White story. Ding dong. Um, Mega Man is in some sort of costume. They open the door. The heroes come in, and they force feed everyone ap- the same apple. And they all—they've poisoned—they've magically poisoned a truckload of apples, <laughs> which is reckless. Like anyone could grab these apples yeah. and go to this nightmare world and be trapped. Like they just happen to figure it out. Please keep Simon Belmont away from those roofy oh, apples. Geez. Ah. I also keep Mega Man away from them. <laughs> Kid Icarus has to be kept away from a lot of things. He's just so... He just doesn't get it. Like, a lot of pill bottles are kept out of his reach. I just... <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they start shooting these... Uh, and throwing these apples at, you know, our, our characters. But then, like, Kevin throws, like, three of the apples at Mother Brain. And Mother Brain's like, you dumbass motherfucker. <laughs> um, I'm in a glass jar. That shit's not gonna bother me. And Kevin's like, oh, yeah? What about fucking apple juice and then it seems like the juice from the apples just like slides down and somehow enters the it's the same problem how did the apple juice get into the brain jar in my mind now it's a similar system to those cups uh, uh, like those beer cups you can get that fill from the bottom 
with a magnetic release seal. This just built into Mother Brain's thing, and they know it. And they enchanted a whole other truckload of apples and then juiced them and fed them into the, I guess, uh, pipes of the castle. And Mother Brain is, like, overloaded on apple juice, and they all, her and her minions, fly into the nightmare world. Goodbye. Sleep tight. Fair enough. The day is saved. And Like, Kid Icarus couldn't, like, fly up and, like, open, like, the lid to her brain jar and, like, drop a couple apples in or something? I, let him do something. Yeah. Um, so, at that point, it's the end of the episode, and Kevin's a little upset. He's like, uh, Princess, I'm a little upset that me kissing you didn't wake you up. Like, I didn't really get to kiss you kiss you because you were asleep. Um, and it didn't help you out. And she's like, oh, Kevin, you idiot. And she kisses him. She's like, I'd much rather be kissing you while I'm awake anyway. Why are you bummed out about that? <laughs> you should be bummed out that you fucked up lunch and that this whole thing happened anyway. Because of your weird uh-huh. pizza recipe. But then Simon says, well, I'm also upset that I didn't get to kiss you, princess. And then the dog that ate a slime monster jumps up and starts licking, like making out with Simon Belmont and oh. it's played for laughs. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. And they retreated to the opening again with the same green monster coming out, which has to pay off at some point in season three. And that's Captain N. Yeah. (sighs) Winners and losers. Is Kevin ever a loser? Dude gets to live inside video games and physically play them. Does he even... With that... With that... He's a god. (laughs) Yeah. He's the game master. He wins. Every time, right? I mean, but but what are the green thing? I think the green thing might have won because <laughs> it's it's now escaped its its video game world, um, huh. and is 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 living is living a life undetected. Kevin too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dougie Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. He's that green creature is the winner. <laughs> Mysterious green creature is the winner. The loser. <laughs> I mean, the loser is Mega Man, right? He has terminal cancer and doesn't. And does. I yeah. mean, yeah, I, yeah. Either him or like Eggplant Wizard, because Eggplant Wizard has the magic to do like real shit, and he is the minion. He is like browbeaten by Mother Brain. He could easily just take care of Mother Brain. Like, there has to be an episode where kid, uh, where Eggplant Wizard realizes, oh, I'm a fucking magic wizard. Fuck you, Mother Brain. And does his own thing. But no, he cowers to a brain um, in a jar. But they can only shock people. It has tentacles. What about Simon Belmont? He might have gotten his penis oh, bitten okay, off my bad. by a dwarf. Obviously, Simon Belmont lost this episode because his penis may or may not have been bitten off. We cannot confirm may or may not have been bitten off. <laughs> Certainly seemed like it. Yeah, there was like a... <gasps> Before Kevin saved him, probably got his penis bitten off. Uh, best dressed, worst dressed. One of the weirder things about Captain N in general, because after uh, I watched this one, I went back and also watched one of the Legends of Zelda ones I watched, because it turns out they also borrowed the same voice acting cast. So the guy who does Ganon, Link, and Zelda, like all their voice actors, are in Captain Inn as they're using their voices, but the characters have different art, so you're thinking, this is cool, but also weird, and am I going to get a version of that Legend of Zelda show with this artwork? Um, And it looks kind of similar, but everyone's like, Link has longer hair. He's got a more of a 
a hero-like lathe frame. Zelda is like rocking almost like a weird tooth. Like she's got like her midriff showing. Like there's like a whole, but the other princess has the same kind of get up. Ganon's art is like crazy awesome, but so yeah, um, I don't know what it is in this video game world that like the princesses all have to have their midriff showing other than it was just the early 90s, late 80s, and that was just a fashion. I don't know what to think about that. I don't know if her outfit is good or bad. I kind of like Captain N. He's got a Letterman jacket with an N on it. Who doesn't want that? He's just got a normal outfit, like a normal rig. yellow out. turtleneck and like acid wash jeans. <laughs> and a Letterman jacket and a Nintendo belt. And a zapper. Yeah. You tell me someone also, else. Also, that, that belt that belt is, is, is on top of the turtleneck. <laughs> Okay, when you say that, Brad, it makes me want to rethink everything. When the facts of the matter come into the equation, I begin to... Simon Belmont's outfit's pretty sweet. I, I like I like Simon Belmont, and I like the princess. Um, Simon Belmont has that jacket that double buttons. It buttons up one side and the other. Like that's it's an pretty agen- cool. It's, a, it's an adventurer's jacket. Like, he almost has, like, a yeah. quasi-pilot, quasi, like, what I imagine Pulp Fiction imagined people who... We're mountain climbers. Like, he's got a nice outfit. The princess's outfit, though, again, I I kind of like it, too. But what do yeah. you lean in towards? I don't know. It's a tough call. I I think I think Simon Belmont. I could go with that. Because that's just... It's just a cool outfit. Though I do question an outfit um, that allows his dick to slip out randomly and get bitten off by a dwarf. Because he was still fully clothed when he was getting eaten. But still... Well, I think they were... But they were just... There was a, there was one of those little things that was just like right up in his crotch, yeah. like chomping around. Ugh. So I'm like, I feel like I feel like there's a chance. There's a big. That's that's a. Um, like it's no fault of the fashion. It's just worst. F- I mean, who's worst the dress? Then I'm agree with Simon's the best dressed. Um, is it Kevin? Because his belt's over his turtleneck. <laughs> I mean, other than that, he takes a wonderful <laughs> outfit and ruins it. Is it is it King Hippo? Who just wears oh, like just like athletic shorts that don't fit him in weird sneakers <laughs> and boxing gloves and I, and I, all ow. the time. How does he eat? Um, <laughs> he just has boxing gloves. He it's not, it, but it's just like a lack. He like he he should be wearing a shirt. I need him to wear a shirt. Ev- it's his lack of clothing that's really what's upsetting. Every meal served to him uh, is in a bowl that he then takes his boxing gloves because he can't use fine utensils. He's all in on yeah. boxing gloves. What about Malkil? Because he's got, like, a weird little, like... He's got, like, a robe with a hood. Uh-huh. Um, that's open. And then, like... But his pants have got, like... Like, wrappings. Like, it, like he's... Like, they're... Like, they're bandaged up. Like, it's a mummy wrapping. But it's just, like, around his calf for no reason, seemingly. Yeah. And then he's got that weird, like... Either a shoe that looks like a creature foot... Or his foot. No, I think that's just his. I think that's just his foot. foot I mean, he be. just has a bird leg. I mean, yeah, Malkiel's outfit may be the worst. Just straight up, because there's enough meditation there that you're like, dude, what are you choosing to do here? I'm not sure if, uh, uh, if, uh, uh, yeah, Hippo dresses himself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he does. Mr. Hippo, man. King Hippo, is, it's it's his lack of outfit, but it's it's I, it's not a really particularly a bad outfit. He's just not. He needs to be wearing more clothes. I love that um, Eggplant Wizard just wears a cape. That's <laughs> like, all he needs. He's an eggplant wizard. Just a cape. It's awesome. Do you think he started out as an eggplant? 
Or do you think he was a wizard who decided to like, I'm gonna live my life as an eggplant because that's what I, that's my mm. truth. I do remember in the video I game when he would turn him. you into an eggplant, it was almost adorable because you were an eggplant with eyes and little feet and you had to go to a, a hot spring to get like changed back. Nice. But I don't know. He's um, also a cyclops, which is interesting. He has one eye. Yeah. I, I think Malkiel's the worst dressed. Yeah, Malkiel's the worst, worst dressed. All right, well, that's the app. That's app. That's Captain In, ladies and gentlemen. We'll keep covering animation as uh, the month progresses. Um, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. I'm Alex. That's Brad. We've got a website, ramjackpodcast.com. Find ways to get in contact with us. Tell us about your thoughts on Captain N. Tell us about um, uh, which Nintendo games you beat. Tell us about animation. I don't... Just get in contact and tell us what's up. Whatever. Just tell us what. Just tell us whatever, okay? It's cool. Hey, you can talk to us. It's fine. We're not on. What are you scared? We're of? not on a pedestal, guys. <laughs> we're relatable people. You can just talk to us. Yeah, just talk to us. Do you know what the green thing is? Can you tell us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> leave leave your speculations uh, any way you can. There's also a Facebook group which is fun to join. So go there. And friends, if you find yourself at the bottom of a 120 something story building. And you can't seem to find the criminals that are attempting to escape from the top floor? Then maybe, just maybe, you should look for the parachute. They'll be pretty easy to find. They'll be the, you know, the, the big things billowing through the sky with the with the criminals attached to them, like literally, like coming down from the sky with giant bolts of fabric, like that. <laughs> slowly descending <laughs> maybe like it'll be easier to find than the rock in a crowd of tiny Japanese people yeah which is also very easy to find <laughs> you know what what I really want the Ramjack Network to do mm-hmm. and not not I want us when we reboot Captain N to reboot it for the Super Nintendo not go with any modern consoles just like that right. the first episode will be the transition from the old one to the new one Nice. And it's just Captain N in Super Nintendo World. Nice. Oh, Captain N meets the Chrono Trigger? Come on. Oh! Green Mega Man meets Mega Man X, who's a real Mega Man. I'd be like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> Sorry, it's... It's the it's the cigarettes that changed him green. They turned his yes. outfit green. And we'll address that in the show. Sorry, I'm uh, not feeling too well. Chemo, you know? <laughs> But yeah, Captain N and Chrono Trigger, Captain N Super Mario World. Mm, uh, Captain N hanging with Yoshi? Come on. Dude, Yo- Come Yoshi's going to be a part of the cast. He's going to be... Defo. I, I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen. I'm going to go through all systems up to the present day, through all the rest of the seasons. <laughs> Captain N meets Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> Get over here. What the sh- <laughs> Bloop. Pause really quick. I almost got impaled by a goddamn harpoon. Uh, let's murder Raiden so he turns into diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, before he turns us into a baby. <laughs> Babality. Friendship. I don't know why, but suddenly I really think we should go get, like, coffees and talk. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? K- Katana? Was that her name? I don't remember all the Mortal Kombat names, but... Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, there's a it's lot Simon of... Simon Belmont versus Goro. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Simon's getting his arms ripped off. Like, there's no way he's coming out of that alive. Oh, no, no, no. Well, then his arms can turn into diamonds. <laughs> Is that how that works? Maybe. Did his dick turn into a diamond? <laughs> I think he would have noticed and said something. He would have been, like, alarmed and then like, oh, hmm, impressive. Easy again, no guarantee. 